0: Life for me,
1: shark finning and grinning, making loads of loot, stargazing and praising the meaningless pursuit. Yolo, Yolo, a pirate's life for me. Yolo, Yolo. Aye, you foul-winged demons, damn gulls, get your own shark fin soup. Try putting in an honest day's work instead of gorging on me, profits. robbing me blind eh, bird laugh at this yo low yo low a pirate's life for me yo low yo low that gulls for the sea yo low yolo, pirates Parrots and pegs a sharknado port side the gods have damned me for me prophets! Lament, seek me to the bottom of the ocean, but please spur me the hungry jaws of this abomination! Arrgh! To the nightclub where we are the ones who hurl bloodthirsty aquatic death machines deep into the heart of every city so weak baby jesus tis i the gummy mouth honey haired witch doctor of doom travis maxwell boone joined by that natty crushing gata king
2: it's me in rick and i got my stool in
1: In-Wa- <laughs> in rick um is that from is In-Wa-Rick. that i've been wanting to ask you about that that's elder Scrolls, right?
2: yeah okay yeah awesome. that's like a that's like a, a racial slur that the dark elves use <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course <laughs> speaking of racial slurs our resident keeper of the contracts and all soul binding doctrine
3: with a face for radio and a voice for newspaper um, grindhouse zombie
1: Ooh, shit and tonight we're joined by someone i consider to be a horror aficionado our guest is a Producer for the film Camp Death 3 in 2D, he writes for AsianMoviePulse.com, as well as curating his own blog, which is called Don's World of Horror and Exploitation, and he is the host of the Horror Countdown podcast, Witches and Bitches, I present to you, Don and Ellie. You've been summoned, sir.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, Well, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Hell yeah, um, man! This is our yeah,
1: our exquisite pleasure. Um, I, for the listeners out there, Don anelli has been in the horror podcasting world for quite a long time. But I just recently crossed paths with him on Twitter because he's he is just a like a beacon for anyone out there who wants horror content. Go follow him on Twitter because he's always pimping out every podcast. I, I don't. How do you how do you do that? How do you like find all these shows and start like sending them out there like how did you even find the nightclub
4: somebody either liked a tweet or retweeted it or something like that and i realized oh you're a horror podcast follow <laughs> I, I i think that's how it went i'm not entirely sure i mean there's so many uh yeah yeah it's just uh something i like to do and uh you know my way of giving back to the community so doing we that talk for the a community. lot about that
3: don't you think so i mean we talk a lot about the community and the horror community and what what it means to like for me so i'm new to this show um but I I guessed it on a bunch of different things. Um, but like having having the horror community and having people that you know like the same weird shit that you do, I I don't know. It's something it's something, honestly, and we've 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 talked about this as our trio before. I think it's something that everybody needs because it's like if you look around at the world right now and how just not together it is, it's like if, if everybody on the earth had something like this where they could talk with their friends and just, you know, hang out and do whatever else and meet new friends, obviously like you, Don. I honestly think the world would be a hell of a lot better place than it is. So sorry for interrupting you, Travis. Go ahead. No, that you made
1: you made the point I was gonna make. That's what he's doing is is part of like just growing the community. And without it, we wouldn't be talking to him. And ever since Ricky and I had started doing this, we've got to meet a bunch of cool people and become friends with a lot of them. And Grindhouse is the best example because now he's part of the fucking show. And
2: yeah, just (laughs) to reiterate, like shit, I know I know we've said it a hundred times. This is our favorite this is our favorite part of the the podcasting experience—just meeting new cool people and and becoming friends. Yeah, man. You know, joining the community—it's great.
1: That's he. Uh, Don and calls it his Podern family. That's his hashtag. Nice,
2: the Podern family. <laughs> yeah. I <love> yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's
4: great. That's great.
1: Just to ask you a few things real quick. This producer credit you have on Camp Death 3 in 2D?
4: Well, uh, first of all, I don't have anything to do with the actual movie. The credit is sort of a um, thank you credit um, because on, on my blog, Don's uh, World of Horror and Exploitation, I uh, did a bunch of interviews with the uh, cast and crew to help promote the, the initial release because it was initially just a... Uh, it was a straight VOD release on the, um, the Vimeo webpage. And I think if you... If you go to the the Vimeo page, I'm not credited there. But several months later, when it released to general VOD and got on like Amazon and uh, other places like that, I'm credited there. Also, uh, the, an infamous story is that um, I, I did it as a as a thank you to the uh, the director who sent me the screen for it. I got it on uh, my first podcast, which is called the Horror Mafia Podcast. Um, we, I ended up and I got, uh, the rest of the host uh, to watch it. And it was kind of like a small little mini, like what we watched kind of a thing. You know, we were, you know, we, I figured it'd be like a fun little thing to just like, you know, shout it out on the show and be like, you know, well, we got this screener and, you know, here's what, you know, we all thought about it. And it turned into a pretty, uh, divisive, uh, conversation. Uh, we ended up talking longer about that than the movie, uh, that we were supposed to cover on the show proper. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if you can't tell by the title, it's a uh, spoof of uh, 80 summer camp slashers. Hell yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a straight spoof. Uh, it's a bunch of counselors who are trying to uh, prepare the group to tr- you know, set the camp up for the new arrivals and find out that the urban legend about a serial killer living in the forest is true and he begins hunting them down one by one. But uh, it, yeah, it, it's a straight up spoof. Like everything in this is like exaggerated and over the top.
1: I just noticed something. Don and Ellie's fucking photo is Godzilla and I put this Godzilla versus Biollante up here for me and a uh, shared zoom. Are you a fucking Godzilla fan?
4: Uh, you know he's uh, uh, he's the uh, person that's raised me almost as much as my parents. Um, wow.
1: Wow. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, what, <laughs> hey, I think we just became best friends. What the hell? Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and your writing that you do for Asian dot com that, that is extensive. Uh, you were telling me,
4: Right, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty much considered the uh, horror guy on the uh, staff of writers. Ever since I joined, and I, I believe it was 2017 or 2018, I don't remember. Um, pretty much most of the articles that are horror films are mine. Um, I, I cover like a lot of the the big releases, um, small little uh, indie stuff that gets uh, distributed over here in the U.S. Um, I, I I do that or A lot of the other entries that get uh, submitted for review, because there's a uh, program through the site where, you know, you can submit your film and you can have us review it. And it'll be like an article on the site that you can link back to and all that kind of stuff. So uh, usually I get uh, handed those because I'm the only one that's actually a true genre fan on the show. Or uh, not on the show, but uh, amongst the staff. So not everything, though, is mine. Uh, There's, like I said, like a small percentage that aren't which are usually just, uh, you know, lock screeners for, you know, festivals in Europe. Because the site's not just like a U.S. site. It's a site that covers, you know, for all over the world. But, uh, yeah, uh, generally speaking, if there's a horror review on the site uh, after 2017 or 2018, it's mine. Don Um, owns
1: Asian Movie Pulse, son. Well, no,
4: it's not just uh, just that. um, It's a general site. So it's not just, you know, it's not just horror. It's like, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: So well, it's, you know, well,
4: dramas and comedies and action films and, you know, period pieces and anime what he, and all that. What he's, stuff. what he's
1: trying to say is he took the legs out of all the other horror writers and he's now he's the only one. He's top dog. I hear you. <laughs> I, hear, I, hear, I hear
3: you, Don. Don. Yeah. <laughs> Managing director of horror. I'm Don, like a, yeah.
4: Don diplomatic. I guess it wasn't the, it was just a little too obvious. Whenever you were uh, <laughs> part of the
1: whenever you were part of the horror mafia, which uh, that podcast is is over, correct?
4: Uh, yeah, we ended it about uh, twenty nineteen.
1: Whenever you uh, were on there, did they refer to you as Don and Ellie? Uh,
4: no, but um, well, the gimmick with the gimmick being that uh, it was horror mafia. We all had you know mafia Don nicknames.
1: Nice. So
4: uh, I was Donny Rings.
1: Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never got a chance to hear the horror mafia. I know the episodes are still out there, but it's not something I ever dipped into. But that's where I learned your name from. Was Don's part of the old horophilia network circle of uh, podcasts.
0: Right, Um, Right,
1: And that's how I met Watson and, um, some of the other, the other folks over there, well, that were over there, uh, RIP, Horophilia, that was the best fucking podcast network out there while it was out there. But, um, yeah,
4: I was, was, uh, friends with all those guys. So yeah, we were all uh, pretty active and, uh, you know, we all kind of like intermingled pretty regularly. So.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that, that, that happens with certain, certain circles. We kind of have that going on uh, in our own little bubble with this, uh, joe blow horror show discord channel and we uh yeah pimp that out there real quick everybody listen and join that discord because you can talk to us yes. and shuttle the pod and Fixie's playground and boss tuna and all kinds of other people who are in the horror podcasting community it, it's pretty cool i gotta ask you about two other things before i have i do have some general q a for you but your your baby i imagine or you probably have a split hair or it's splitting hairs between two babies would be your blog and your current podcast that you started up. uh, was it last year?
4: Uh, No, um, I released, well, the the, the podcast at least is uh, The Horror Countdown. Um, I released it January 2nd. Um, That was episode one. Basically, it's uh, as the title suggests, it's just a top 10 countdown show. So me and a guest will pick a topic, we'll make a list, and uh, we'll just do a top 10 countdown so
1: nice fucking a yeah. everyone everybody loves list I everybody love list. loves list.
2: list man
4: it's i'm a
1: list guy too
4: hell yeah man yeah so uh you know whole show dedicated to that <laughs> i think we've got a couple more months worth of stuff and then i'm um, probably gonna end up uh, taking like a small little break just to finish out the year so uh you know season one will probably finish uh just before october um if the scheduling pans out right but uh yeah, um, definitely something that's gonna keep going forward, tons of topics to discuss, and uh it's been a blast, so
1: fucking <laughs> A. and so but then that that leaves your other creation
4: right the uh the the blog um so initially that was actually just a uh it was supposed to have been a placeholder for uh my writing initially um I started it several years um yeah I started it about twenty eighteen I think that was when I first did the uh, first article. Um, that was when, um, I ended up and I wrote for, uh, several different, uh, online web pages. Um, I did reviews for Horophilia and, uh, a couple of other podcasts that, did, you know, had like written sites and, uh, all that, you know, uh, I did work there and I was always afraid that, uh, you know, it, it went under, you know, there was talks that there were, it was going to go under. So I decided to pull all my stuff and move it to a site where I could, you know, control it and I had access to it and it wouldn't disappear. And that was uh, the original guise of the, of the site. And it just turned into, it was like, okay, well I've already, you know, I've saved everything now. What do I do with it? And just, you know, use my writing now. And it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can just turn my reviews uh, I do for IMDb and turn it into a regular site and go from there.
1: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I got, I got uh, some general Q and a, we do this with a uh, um every every few guests um,
3: hey, hey Travis i've actually got two quick questions if you don't mind yeah These go ahead just, just things that were like on my mind that i had to ask so the first one will be simple uh when it comes to movies do you prefer the theater or do you prefer being at home uh
4: since covid um, i've become a total hermit um <laughs>
2: yeah i feel you yeah
4: um I, I, I was a theater goer for a while, um, although I was kinda of petering out even before. But uh, yeah, ever since the pandemic, um I've become a total hermit. Um I have very little interest in going back. I I can't say I'll never go, just because there's always something that, you know, that always what if movie that I'll I'll get to see on the screen. But right. yeah. Um as of right now, um get away from me, you freaks. Don't touch me. <laughs>
1: he would go to mars instead of party on the island and i and
3: and i I totally feel that and for me just this year i've completely turned around i was always if i could do it in my basement by myself that's just absolutely beautiful and i don't know what it was about covid but it actually for me it spun the opposite way where i wanted to get out and see everything in the theater and you know i i I think travis and rick will, will back this up Pretty much everything that comes out now, I see opening weekend in the theater, and then I have to wait four weeks until these knobs see it, so I can even talk about it. So it's a little, like, ugh. but
4: um, yeah, yeah, we're professional uh, that, that, knobs. That is, yeah, no, that that is kind of a struggle where you have to like you know backtrack to keep up. Yeah, or you know yeah. or you have to wait for the VOD thing. But
1: um, that's why yeah. that's why we wait until fucking February though. Is is to, like you said to play that catch yeah. up game because
4: right. I true. I
1: don't I don't have the time to go watch every fucking movie in theaters. I really just don't have that yeah. kind of time. I would love to, though, uh, to, to to just give a... Well, no. No, I've said my piece on that. But, well, for Don, I, I, I love going to the movies. To me, it's it's a yeah, magical yeah. place, and I think that that should always be maintained. I think that should always exist, but I will not lie, I love kicking back at home and yeah. watching whatever the fuck I want.
0: Yeah, so. uh, yeah, yeah no, that's like nice like, too. like I
4: said, um, like I was saying earlier, it's not that I don't want to never go back. It's just having experienced both in such short order. Um, I, I might prefer just being by myself. I mean, I have it on my schedule. I can do it on my time. You know, I, I can, you know, if I have to go to the bathroom, if, they're, you know, I have to run out to, you know, do some errands, I'm not, you know, stranded or stuck or whatever. You know, I'm not like rearranging three, four hours of my life to head down to the theater, head back.
1: Well, Don, so, you got to do it. It's it's like going to the movies is like going to church cuz you you give God you give God an hour, so you got to give that movie theater 3 hours. True. Uh, well, not, and I'm not not, I, not religious can, by the way.
3: No, <laughs> I do I do completely hear what Don says though cuz I mean for me other than work and grocery store and all that other kind of things, going to the movies is like the only other reason I leave the house if I don't have to. <laughs> so, totally the, get it.
1: The Grand Theater near us is a cathedral. It's a cathedral. Yeah yeah it
2: is
3: take me to church okay so the second part the second question i had was uh just 2022 overall in horror like where where's your meter this year and and if i were to be so bold is there something that's uh like so far sort of coming out on top for you that's like setting a bar for the rest of the year
4: i'd probably go at, at least at this point um i can't say much about um everything because i'm you know i'm obviously haven't seen everything but uh I probably go strong C plus kind of a thing. I haven't seen too many that are absolutely horrible, that are, you know, like so unwatchable. It's like, who gave this guy a camera kind of a thing? <laughs> but there's also, I, I haven't really seen that, uh, you know, that definitive movie for me that I would say is, okay, that's like the, you know, the unquestioned, you know, number one. Um, I go back to, uh, you know, even as recent as 2020 to me, my top 10 that year was all 10 out of 10s. Like, there was just, like, an incredible amount of stuff that came out that year, and I I couldn't really, like, make a list. I was just, like, throwing darts trying to figure out which one was slotted where. Dang. This year, uh, I have a lot of stuff that I really like. I don't know if there's a lot of stuff that I would say is, like, a definitive no-doubt number one. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I like. Um, I'm... I really like Hellbender. I thought that movie was a lot of fun. I really liked yeah. where it went. Kinda crapped the landing. Um I am not a huge fan of like the final five minutes, but everything else until that point I would really like. Uh my number one for the entire decade so far is the sadness. Uh to me The Sadness is the best film since uh, two thousand and I can even go further back than that if I wanted to. Um
1: You go yo, you um, go hold on, hold on. This is a, this is an interesting you go off festival release dates, not wide release th- release dates, then, right?
4: Well, yeah, because uh, f- well, for me, I, I I didn't see it for a festival. I actually saw it for the original release,
1: right? But that was a so, limited release, not yeah, a wide so release. I, I, so
4: I'm saying I, I, that's the thing that screws me up because I saw it last year.
1: Yeah, so and, for for us, that's a 2022,
4: right? So that's kind of like the thing that screws me because I get uh, festival access uh, because of the site, so I see a couple of stuff. You know, I see stuff that you you know comes out the year after for a lot of other people mm-hmm. so yeah um you know sadness for me is like an unquestioned uh highlight. i mean it's still uh, my favorite film of the decade and i really liked Sharkbait. that
1: one was a lot of fun what were some of your favorite movies from 2020 that you gave like everything topped because we hand out me and ricky hand out tens like it's crazy grindhouse no, that's just you grindhouse has never given a 10 to a single movie in his life
4: Oh, uh, Dark and the Wicked. Um, Dark and the Wicked was an easy one. I think that was uh, my number one of the year. I'm pretty sure there was one. Um, it came out in 2021. I think Werewolves Within.
1: Yeah. Did you like After Midnight from that year?
4: Yeah, it was fun. Um, I didn't give it a full-on 10, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. That one was uh, much better than I thought because I'm not a huge fan of uh, of that style of uh, you know relationship kind of dramas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun with that. I thought it was uh, it was much better than I, it was uh, going to be.
1: That was my number one that year, and and followed real cl- close by Hunter Hunter, which yes. I think which I think is a um a werewolf fable, not as a werewolf film though. But it, I think it's sort of a werewolf yeah. type, like like a pollen. Uh, what's the right term I'm looking for? You could pollinate drone. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes. I went to public school in Louisiana. Don't ask me that shit.
1: That movie paradiddled all over my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I, I also really liked the um, the Wolf of Snow Hollow that year. So but, like, yeah, dude, yeah, Wolf of Snow, Wolf of Snow Hollow Snow was Hollow. so was rad and blood. Yeah, the Castle Hollow,
2: Creek remake. Was... Oh yeah,
4: I don't give a fuck, dude. I love it. I that mean, I love the OG, awesome.
2: but the remake was fucking awesome too.
4: Oh, um. Mm-hmm. May the devil take you, chapter two. That one was up there too. Um, Haven't the seen Indian that. Ah, that's awesome. I love that one. Um, actually, that one and uh, the first, uh, the first one, fantastic stuff. Indonesian evil dead Rip-Offs. What? So Fuck
2: yeah, dude. What? Yeah,
4: may the yeah may the devil take you. They're Indonesian evil dead ripoffs. They're a lot right. of fun.
1: Oh my fucking god. Okay. Yeah,
2: dude. Dude, Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia's got some. Bangers lately boy
4: oh Indone- yeah, indonesia indonesia mean, on, um, on i mean fire i mean you know because i, I get a lot of stuff because of asian of uh a, you know amp I, I found the, the 2020 list um i mean i have everything here in uh alphabetical order rather than uh, general order but um yeah uh anything for jackson blood quantum curse of audrey earnshaw freaky Ghost hmm. Killers versus Bloody Mary? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh Porno? Yeah. The Queen of Black Magic? Yes. And B of W.
1: Dude, B Queen of fucking W. Queen man, of Black Magic? Yeah. That's like Yeah,
4: Queen of Black Magic. That movie is insane. That All that those are fucking bangers. All of those are bangers, yeah. bangers. Okay, so um we're here at the 2022 list. Um so far, uh the top stuff on my list is um well, like I said, Hellbenders up there. I also have a film called uh, The Ancestral, which unfortunately is a festival film. It's from uh, Vietnam. It's really good. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Um, that Sneak... should come out. I, I think that's coming out uh, early this year or early next year. I'm not sure. So many of these are stupid uh, festival releases. Um, <laughs> oh, let the Wrong One In. Let the Wrong One In was really good. I like that one.
1: That's a play on a... Uh let the right yeah, in. let
4: the right yeah. one in yeah, yeah that one was yeah that one was uh, really good i kind of like that one um and then uh the only the other one i have up here is uh the film from taiwan uh incantation fuck yes yep
1: yep i've got that one on my list because of ricky ricky was like watch that shit and i'm
3: like yeah All you right. better
2: watch it It's
4: yeah that one's really good it's like five minutes too long but it's really good
3: have you seen the movie piggy
4: I was supposed to, um, that one was supposed to be uh, part of the uh, festival package I got, but uh, I, it was a third party film and they never got back to me.
3: Really? Damn. Okay.
4: Yeah. yeah um, I, I, I think it's coming to shutter. Um, I, I think it's coming to shutter. So I'm probably going to see it that way.
1: That's a Spanish uh, film.
4: Yeah. Spain or like a neighboring country or something. I think
3: it's Spain. Yeah. I saw it as part of the Minneapolis film festival
4: oh. and I know
3: it, I know it got released through, I think it was a magnet. Picked it up, so I know it's getting released. Um,
4: yeah, I, I think it's coming to Shutter either September. I think it's coming to Shutter in October. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Unless I'm thinking of some. Unless I'm thinking of something else, I think it's going to Shutter.
1: I didn't see that in their 61 days of, of Halloween rollout, but maybe. But maybe maybe I missed it.
4: Oh wait wait hold on maybe I'm thinking of a film called Sissy. Mm. Maybe I'm thinking of Sissy because I think I saw that one was on that 61 days of um, Halloween thing.
1: I know I was looking look uh, Grindhouse Grindhouses on it. Yep. I, I I was looking for it because Grindhouse has mentioned Piggy before, so that one that one's on my list um as well. Yep. A watch list. And Hulu yeah. Hulu recently uh rated the new Hellraiser film they're gonna put out and it's got like fucking strong fucking bloody horror violence with graphic nudity, and I'm like, God damn, all right, Hulu. Give it to me, Hulu. Hulu don't give a fuck <laughs> lately, bro. Hulu's yeah, like, I'm gonna try to compete, I guess, Dude, in this Hulu, horror realm. Hulu's,
2: Hulu's been going hard. Hard. Like, when they okay. hey,
1: Don, did you see Prey? How'd you, how'd you feel about that? I know you watched it. Oh yeah, it. I
4: love Prey. Um, Dude, yes. yeah, I actually watched yeah. it earlier this week, yeah. That yeah. Was good.
1: That's a fucking awesome yeah. movie. Way better than yeah. I thought it was gonna be very surprised yeah i was because and, uh... uh
4: yeah i initially thought that the concept would be kind of weird let's like you know how are you gonna do like you know how are you like gonna downgrade the predator technology because the idea is that it's supposed to be less advanced
0: mm-hmm. and then
4: you're supposed to and it's like you know putting that technology against like native american warfare it's like you know how's that gonna work but yeah uh blew me away i had a lot of fun. magnets
2: magnets bro how do they work <laughs> you're referencing a whole yeah, of the show
4: the, yeah that was the only thing that really got me was you know they grasp the concept of magnets incredibly quickly for somebody what? that's never seen them but I, I mean i'm just like picking at straws trying to find stuff to dislike with that one so i mean that tells you how good it is
1: well she's smarter than a beaver so that's
2: right she's smarter than the average beaver, beaver.
1: the biggest yes. plot hole oh Brent, have you seen uh pray yet
3: Oh yes, I have. No, I okay. was gonna comment on Piggy. I got a little bit of new information here. Oh um right on. so it's actually not even gonna get a theatrical release in Spain until October of twenty twenty two. Um so it hasn't even opened there. So I'm guessing once it opens there, um and Magnet, Magnet has picked it up. Um Brent,
1: Brent you better hope it gets a twenty twenty two release because we don't fuck we don't fuck around like that on the nightclub. It's gotta be wide release, wide release only. <laughs>
3: I I'm aware if I get a move to 2023, that's fine. Cause I got a solid start for 2023. I'm totally it's fine with that.
1: It's going to be the worst movie of 2023.
3: Oh, it's not it. Trust me. It is not when you see this movie, uh, it, it pulls in so many elements of the different horror movies that we all sort of know and love, but then there's a huge, just a colossally huge twist on the whole thing. Don't be spoiling. I'm not, I'm just saying, say there's a huge twist that you don't see coming. And when it comes, it sort of slaps you in the face, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> like the, you just...
1: like like the Bell Witch, just slapping you constantly for years, slapping kinda, you right yeah. in the face. So
3: yeah, no, I've got that one rated pretty high. So I hope I hope it's out this year, so everybody can see it because it was really good.
1: I want to say my biggest nitpick about Prey and the same review about Prey, and we'll move on. But it's the um that, like this predator didn't understand how his own mask worked, and that's kind of like the the like the linchpin of the fucking ending right there is not him not. Understanding how his fucking mask works—that's that's a nitpick, but it's well, a con- it's a decent nitpick though. But I, I mean, it's not, it's not it enough is. for me to hate the movie. Not enough, it, not even it close. It is, but
2: it isn't. It is, but it isn't because I feel like he knows how it works, but he doesn't realize the motherfuckers pointed at him, and in his mind, he's like, "I can get this bitch because she's so close," and then he's like, "Damn, it's not working." When he got dropped off on the um on Earth, and was then, he on and the short ship? Like, oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the short ship.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that is what I thought. Um. All right, Don and Ellie Q and A. Here we go. When did your love of horror begin, Don and Ellie? When did it start, man? What was what was what kicked it all off for you?
4: I I, I was kind of um an unusual uh case for getting into the genre um. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to, you know, name off a story about uh, you know, sneaking into their parents collection or their older brother's collection and finding the tapes there and sneaking off and watching them and just falling in love for, you know, coming downstairs at two in the morning and seeing the, you know, showing on late night TV and, you know, being hooked that way. But uh, I, I kind of got into it a little differently. Um, I, I kind of was just. I was more of, like, a, a different uh, movie fan. I was more into, um, like, martial arts films and, uh, like, a lot of, like, old-school action films. Hell yeah. And I, I, I was kind of noticing that I was watching, like, a little bit more violent and more extreme stuff. So I, it just, I, I'd always had the idea, um, just from my parents, that, uh, you know, horror was all about, you know, grizzly gore and violence and, you know, bloodbaths and dismemberments and all that kind of stuff. So it just started basically as a way to, like, test the waters, Seeing if I could handle the stuff and then uh, just going from there because I found the film's fun. So first one, the, the first one I ever watched was uh, Texas Chainsaw. Although I, I've always said that uh, the film that cemented my love for the genre was uh, Bride of Chucky. Um,
0: oh, wow.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Okay. Man. I got a little quick, a little quick tangent on that. When I was young, I was watching the Halloween, WCW's Halloween Havoc pay-per-view in 90, I want to say 98. And Chucky came on screen during the pay-per-view with his full fucking scarred ass face and was promoting the film. And I was already a Child's Play fan at that point because of shit like Monster Vision and stuff like that and seeing those movies on USA and TNT and whatever. And that 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 movie was like awesome because it had a lot of cool rock music in it at the time that I was really into, like fucking Marilyn Manson and shit. Fucking A. That's awesome, dude. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I've always said that one is uh, the one that cemented my uh, love of the genre. So.
2: Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, man.
3: It's an auspicious start for sure, but I, it, there's a piece of me that totally gets it, so yeah. Excellent.
4: 13 uh, uh, year old me and Jennifer Tilly. I'll let you uh, connect the dots. Figure
2: that out. Right, right, right.
4: 13 year old me and Jennifer Tilly and Brian and Chucky connect the dots. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what you,
3: you were talking about, like sneaking downstairs or, or, you know, getting a copy from one of your friends. And I'm like, well, that's kind of how my porn habit started. Right,
4: but,
2: right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad my mind wasn't the only one that went there, too. No, no, no.
0: no. <laughs>
1: <Nope>. <laughs> what are some of your favorite horror films of all time? And I'm not. Saying you got to give us the definitive, but just like chucky has got to be in there, right? Because it's the one that did it. for It's you. up
4: there, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's. I probably put it maybe in like, like my top thirty or top fifty. But yeah, um, I'm much more of a, I'm much more of like an old school Italian horror fan. Fuck yeah!
1: You're answering yeah, my next question um, already.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, my, <laughs> I mean, my stuff is like littered with our and Fulci, So hell yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, Zombie, Beyonds, uh, Don't Torture Duckling, City of the Living Dead, uh, Tenebrae, Suspiria, Deep Red.
1: Maybe Don, um, maybe Don needs to come on with us when we cover the Gates of Hell trilogy. I think that might need to happen.
0: Yeah. Ooh,
4: yeah. Nice, yeah.
2: I like this idea.
1: I noticed yeah. on his Twitter page, he has his head. His header image is the uh, the three the three films. So I've noticed that. And I just yeah. noticed I just noticed what your profile picture is on Twitter. It's Jesus Godzilla. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah, that bud. before and I, I looked at it a minute ago <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, how did I not see
2: that? Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. I just want to say real quick, I love that Italian stuff, man. That that Fulci that especially that Fulci, but I'm that dirty spaghetti poor <laughs> man too, bro. I get it. I love it. <laughs> That's the yeah. fucking shit, <laughs> dirty
1: spaghetti gore man, well, yeah, psycho bro. gore man, dirty spaghetti gore man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're speaking Rickles' language. R- yeah, r- like, Ricky as got As soon As you started
2: talking about, I was like, oh, I'm in love. Let,
1: let, let's blend. Yeah. Let's blend the questions. What are some of your favorite subgenres and horror films? Because that was my next question. as subgenre. I knew. I knew you were gonna talk about the the Italian, uh, the Italiano Don and Nelly, oh. but. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. Um, well, my all-time favorite would be zombie, the genre, not the film. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. film, the film is uh, also out there.
1: Now you're speaking. Um, now you're speaking Brent's language. Yeah.
4: yeah um, for me, Hand just line. give me a gore fest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wait, wait. Your favorite subgenre yeah. is a zombie. I didn't know that yeah. about you. No, no, about Ricky.
2: No, no. He he said also the film or something oh yeah I'm, um I'm uh, cause he the, also the, mentioned the film i don't think he says the, the, the I mean, film the, the is the, his film, favorite film,
4: but uh yeah
2: zombie is a rat film.
4: yeah uh the, you know the film and the the sub-genre kind of um <laughs> right uh yeah um I, I love zombie films um i also love uh creature features i'm i'm a you know big creature guy uh give me a monster you know godzilla you know what else can be yeah um, creatures exactly yeah <laughs> um i mean with italian stuff yeah I, you know i love giallos um uh, big fan of those uh, something i i don't think a lot of people are really familiar with just because uh, it's not one that i really get to explore a lot but uh well like we keeping with uh what i was trying to get you guys to watch uh i love wacky asian splatter
1: <laughs> yeah man yes. wait which yeah. that so that's yes. that's the boxer's omen is the one
2: that that's right the yeah Boxers oh, Omen. Yeah. okay yeah, so is was... this in line with like tokyo gore police and like machine girl and it Meatball, does, yeah all that so shit? yeah
4: um so real quickly with uh boxer's omen so uh the the film's about uh this uh hook this uh hook, um, hoodlum in hong kong he's you know just like a small time gangster and he goes to this boxing match that uh, his brother's in. he's a professional kickboxer, and uh, the brother wins the match, but uh, the opponent is so incensed that he just beats the shit out of him and cripples him. <laughs> and right. so, uh, you know, he goes back to you know he goes back home and you know he proclaims himself a winner because he walked away from the fight and the other guy didn't. And the hoodlum challenges uh, the boxer to you know for a fight for his family honor. But as soon as he gets to uh, the hometown, he ends up getting uh, accosted by a local group of monks who believe that the hoodlum is the celestial twin brother of the head monk of their order, and <laughs> require him to undergo a series of spells to undergo uh, a monk battle against the, this rival wizard.
1: Okay, this this should have been the yeah. film. This should totally have been should. the film. <laughs> yeah.
2: God damn this it! Sounds, yeah, it should. Yeah. yeah, this uh, sounds uh, amazing. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's like the first
2: twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, that that Asian splatter shit is my jam, man. All Not right, everyone, lie. hurry I love up that. and go
1: watch The boxes home and reconvene. And all and, right, uh, no. see you guys. Yeah, How long that's
2: is the
4: movie. No, it's going on the list.
2: Yeah. It's going on the yeah, list. it's Definitely going on the list.
4: Damn. Yeah. Um. So, side note, um, we're recording this just a couple of days after uh the Arrow announced uh their Shaw Brothers Volume Two box set. It's in there.
1: Oh. <laughs> Look, yeah. Listen up, yeah. Well, fucking collectors out there.
4: Yeah, Boxer's Omen is going to be on uh, volume two of Arrow's uh, Shawscope uh, box set.
1: I'm talking to you, Jarek, if you listen to the show, you son of a bitch.
2: The son of a bitch doesn't <laughs> listen.
1: He don't listen. I know he don't. That's why he's fired. He's not. He's no longer the beloved favorite special guest. It's now Donna Nelly. Donna Nelly is the new beloved favorite special guest. Donna Nelly cut in guest.
2: front of all kind of motherfuckers just yeah, now. <laughs> he,
1: he, cut, he cut in front of Cole. He cut in front of Talking With Shadows, Poltergeist, all of them. Even Brent. Damn. Fuck Brent. You know, you friends
2: like, "What the fuck did
1: well, I you're, you're no longer a special guest. Now you're no, a host, You're a so, special
2: co-host.
1: So now you you fall. Yeah,
2: what? No, he, special
1: co-host. No, he's a co- he's an you, official Ricky. co-host. What the hell? He's a couple of he's A special host. There we go. <laughs> he wrote the short ship yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So
0: <laughs>
3: Don, so Don, is there a is there a genre or a subgenre of horror that you just avoid like the plague that you just not <laughs> watch?
4: I, I'll, I'll watch anything. Um, yeah. I, 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 I say this legitimately. I, I will watch anything. Um, am one I of, us.
1: one in... of us. One of us. I have <happy laughs> a home yeah. invasion
4: film on. Not really. I mean, there to me, there's uh, there's only like two ways you can go with that one. Um, you know, a group of psychos invade the home, torture and beat the shit out of everybody else, and film uh, <laughs> ends. Or psychos invade the home and find out their targets are more fucked up than they are.
0: Right. Would you
1: would you consider? Because I, I I'm one of these people. Because I know there's a camp out there that love um the strangers, and I'm just I'm like I don't I don't like that movie that much. I really don't it's like it okay. that much.
4: It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'll say this: the best the best films I've seen in that stuff are I would say okay.
1: What about your next? It, that was pretty good.
4: Think, your next is probably I'd say the best of them. Um. Yeah. But uh, to me, there's just so much stupidity that you have to overlook just to keep the, you know, gunmen at bay or keep the family in peril that it's just kind of like... Oh, um,
1: have you ever seen... Uh, we covered this on Joe Blow. Um, oh, fuck. What's the name of that fucking 97 or 99 Home Invasion? Funny Games. Funny, funny games. games. Yeah, that movie was I pretty good, I have seen that one. I've seen the remake. Watch the OG, man. It's pretty fucking yeah. good. I would say it's pretty good. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry.
4: No, um... I mean, like I said, uh, Home Invasion would probably be one that I'm not very high on uh, my list to do. I mean, I also really, like, don't rush out of my way and do haunted house films, uh, just because there's, like, so many. And, you know, you crap those out in a couple days kind of a thing. I mean, I I still watch them, but it's just not like, you know, they're very high on my priority list if I have, like, free time. And, you know, you you stumble across it and it's like,
0: "Mm,
4: okay, maybe kind of a... You know, I've got nothing else to watch, and I don't want to spend another twenty minutes scrolling through, you know, Netflix or you know, Tubi or something just to find something. It's like, yeah, might as well. I mean, my, that's kind of like, that's kind of just like my my way of thinking.
1: My so, co-host on um Joe Blow, of Lost it, he he, I think he paints a broad brush when he says he doesn't like supernatural films. I think he means haunting films or haunted right, house films. And I I kind of tend to agree with what you're saying. I'm not the biggest fan of the haunted house type movie, but when it's done well, and Boss Tuna also says this, and I think, again, he means these movies, not so much Supernatural because Supernatural encompasses way more, way more. Right, yeah. But um, when it's done really well, those are some of the best movies, in my opinion, as well. Like I, th- I think there's like, The Changeling. That movie the is Changeling, yeah, that's, awesome.
4: Yeah, Changeling is great. Um, I like the original yeah. movie horror, and I, I don't mind the remake. But I kind of like them for different reasons.
1: The remake scared the shit out of me. I saw that in theaters, man, when I was a kid. And that movie scared the fuck out of me.
4: Yeah, bro. The OG one scared me when I was
2: a kid. Yeah, with the the remake, what I like
4: about that one is that it changes everything into like a bigger, more modern jump scare factory kind of a film. But it loses the dread that the original had because the original felt it felt more organic as to why they would stay in the house. Because everything was drawn out a little bit more, and you there was like a little bit more uncertainty as to whether or not these events were actually happening. Whereas the the remake makes it so obvious that there's something supernatural in the house that you're kind of questioning, like why are you staying there?
1: I think I think the reason that I did like it when I first saw it is because some of the imagery of the ghosts that are haunting them gave me Evil Dead vibes, like Deadite looking kind of shit. And like uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but Evil Dead is my favorite horror film, and the Evil Dead franchise is my favorite franchise. Might be at this point in time, I guess that's cliché. A few years ago it wasn't though. People weren't always popping off of the mouth about loving the whole franchise. I even like the re- the well, the
0: whole thing. It's, it's
1: not it's not a remake. It's a like a requel, I guess. Um the 2013 Evil Dead film. I I love that fucking ten. movie. It's a 10. Yeah. Yeah, I, um,
4: I have it on equal footing with the original. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a fucking to ten. me, they're almost equal.
2: That whole franchise is a ten. The whole fucking thing. <laughs> the whole
4: franchise is a ten, bro. Close. For me. I, I, I'd entertain that argument. I, I, I'd entertain that. Army
2: uh, of Dark, Army of Darkness is if so you, fucking nostalgic, If you looked at Army as a man. comedy
4: rather than, if you looked at Army as a comedy first, horror second, yes, I think you can make an argument that that's a ten too. Oh, absolutely! I, I yeah, you laugh at that one more than you do get. You, you laugh at that more than you get scared by it. And right. if you look at if you look at Army as a comedy first, horror second, I can make that. I can listen to that argument.
1: And I, I'm not trying to speak for Ricky, but I think that's how we view it as a comedy first, and Evil Dead Two yeah. is like the blend. E- the exact, Evil, Dead, Evil Dead Two
2: is the fifty fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. The
4: yeah. e- original, yeah, the original Evil Dead is the horror. Evil Dead Two is horror comedy. Army of Darkness is comedy horror, and then the remake is straight horror again. I would, I would even Oof, argue, yes. I would even
1: argue, Don, and because we do this on the nightclub every once in a while, we co- cover uh, sword and sorcery films. I would even argue that Army of Darkness is a comedy sword and sorcery, then horror film, like I could hor- see that. Yeah, horror, horror being the last, smallest yeah. ingredient of the whole fucking stew. Um, I could see that, yeah, but it's but it's still a fucking mm-hmm. ten, to me, yeah, it is. to me, yeah, that's
4: it. I, 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 I entertain that argument. That, that's an interesting one. I never really thought about it cause I've always sort of, I've always had like my grouping about them. You know, I've, I've always had, you know, one in one in the remake up high. And then like the part two is just a notch below and then like three is just a little bit below them. But uh, honestly, I, I would make that argument. Uh, I, I I I'd listen to that one for sure. I never oh. thought of it that way.
2: Hell yeah, man! We me me and Tebu would talk your ears off about it, bro. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna do it tonight. We're not gonna do it, it, won't it tonight. Be tonight. But yeah, I want to ask too
1: because we do. We also cover music on this podcast. Um, we have a segment where we have uh Ricky's ripping riffs, where we do album recommendations, which is happening tonight, motherfucker. No.
2: No, no. I was shaking my mullet around.
1: Oh, Getting is... getting ready. <laughs> Which is happening tonight. I fucked that one up. I thought you were like, no, I don't have it. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> who are some of your favorite musical artists of all time? Uh,
4: I'm kind of the stereotypical horror fan. I'm hardcore heavy metal. Um, top five, I'd probably say Cannibal Corpse.
0: Ooh.
4: Uh, Overkill.
2: Fuck yeah. Priest,
4: Priest, Maiden, and... I, I probably like. I probably listened to um, a good argument between uh,
3: Celine Dion and Lady Gaga. <laughs> no, between
4: uh, Exodus, King Diamond, and Blind Guardian.
2: Wow, I gotta go with King Diamond. Uh, Exodus, that probably
4: okay. be. I'll probably be my choice too. <laughs> Exod- but, like, uh, Exodus, like
2: like yeah, Exodus. But I still gotta go with King Diamond. If, I if, saw if I can also include Merciful Fate then I'll, I would go with King
4: Diamond. If you included that in the discussion, it's a no contest for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if, you included, Fuck yeah. if you included Fate with the King Diamond stuff, yes. then that's the that's, top five right dude, there. Dude, that's the sure. fucking,
2: if holy you, shit. If,
4: if you didn't make it King Diamond the band, but you made it King Diamond the artist.
2: Right, right. For
4: sure. Yeah, yeah. King Diamond the artist, King Diamond the artist, not King Diamond the band.
1: Hell yeah. That's it number could be, five for it sure. could be It could be any musical artist at all, a band or artist. It don't matter. So well, King Diamond is,
4: yeah, is
2: your Cannibal top. King Diamond, yeah, Cannibal
4: Corpse, then. yeah, Cannibal Corpse, Overkill, Priest, Maiden, and the uh, King Diamond.
2: Yeah, fuck yeah, dude! Maiden, Maiden is one of the funnest shows I've ever been to, man. They're they're another, They're one of my. Maiden is a desert island band for me. Like if oh, I was I, like, I,
4: I saw them live. I saw them on the uh, Somewhere Back in Time tour in 2008. Fuck yeah! Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah.
1: I saw a Blind Guardian on their Sacred Worlds tour in New York City
0: Ooh, and nice. I saw
1: oh dude they were a bunch of giants came on stage and I was just like god damn
2: and, then, <laughs> and I, I saw I saw
1: Judas Priest at Fun 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 Fest You saw Priest tebu Yeah. What the actual fuck? I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: They
1: were they were part of a festival. Um it was it was pretty rad. I'm not going to lie.
4: And that sucks. I was supposed to go to the uh, Epitaph tour, but um, that was when uh, Richie had the uh, accident. Um, I, I think it was the Epitaph tour. Maybe it was the one after. I can't remember. But I, I was on the tour when uh, I was supposed to go when Richie ended up having that accident and uh, they ended up canceling. Damn. I was never able to go back. I was supposed to see them when, when uh, they, were supposed, they were doing that tour.
2: I was supposed to see Behemoth. Um, it was for the uh, Texas Mayhem Festival. It was Amana Marth, Rob Rob Zombie Headlined. It was Amana Marth, uh, Mastodon, Behemoth, Machine Head, Job for a Cowboy. Tons of fucking bands. And the drummer from Behemoth's appendix exploded, so they had to cancel. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I was so fucking bummed, man, because they were the main, like, they were the most exciting thing. Like, I love Mastodon. I love Amata and I love Zombie. But I was like, oh. I can't fucking wait to see Behemoth.
4: I-, I saw them when they were promoting the Satanist, and that's still, uh, I'm still recovering from that one. That one was a show.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you just, oh,
1: man. It's crazy. You just gave me the feels. It's crazy that he's saying this right now, Ricky. Yeah, and you'll, you'll know why, because I've got recommendations. <laughs> Dude, oh, that
2: album we, I think is we all a- do. <clears throat> Dude, like, that, that album is so special to me. Wow. But anyway. anyway um, I, I love well, so, that well, album.
3: So, so, Don, if you like the Asian kind of splatterfest stuff, are you familiar with a band called Deer and Gray?
2: Oh, fuck. What the I fuck are you oh, doing?
3: Fuck. What the
2: fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dude, Deer and Gray
4: is deep.
2: one of my picks. What are you doing, Brent? <laughs> are you reading my mind? Are we all having I, a I'm fucking not,
1: crazy psychic connection tonight? Not. The Satanist, during uh, grade, like what the hell's
3: going on right now? I was listening. To, I was listening to Withering and Death earlier. I just, I, <sighs> Merciless Cult, like Merciless Cult is like my Asian heavy metal jam. It like takes a pair of chopsticks and shoves them up my ass and rubs my <laughs> prostate with those chopsticks. Because I just love it so much, oh. Saki. Oh, so no. much, too much
2: oh, yeah. sake. Yeah, the literal. War, fucking, too much wasabi. Warm wasabi. Oh yeah. Warm wasabi sake cum. <laughs> sake. I can't even say it, but that's the title.
0: <laughs> Warm <laughs> wasabi
3: sake <laughs> come
1: Apple. Apple won't let me put cum in the title, so I can't do oh. it. For, yeah, okay. unfortunately. Unfortunately, I think
3: think you just put chopsticks on my prostate and call it good. That would that that would work. That would work. work.
2: (laughs) It's (laughs) funny that Apple would let you title it "Chopsticks on My Prostate," but not one that has come to title. We we live we we live in a society. No, we live in a society
3: (laughs) of civilized people with civilized and rational. Hold on, hold on.
1: All right, everyone's chomping at the bit to dive into our fucking. Oh uh, my uh,
2: god!
3: All right, all right.
1: Last question for Don, and this is the best. Which is better? Friday the 13th, 1980. <laughs> oh. Fuck oh. you, Travis. Or Friday the 13th, 2009. Which 80. is the better film? 80. Get the fuck off the show. <laughs> the fuck off the show. Victory! No, no, no. Yeah. I'll
4: say this. I, I, I'll say this. Oh, listen I to the caveat. Like lot, listen to the caveat. I'll say this. I like a lot of what 09 does. Uh huh. But the problem with 09 is that it kills off the good group of campers that you want to hang around with first. Okay, that's the it. The opening 20 minutes is the group of campers I want to spend the movie with. All right. And all right. it kills them off like they're nothing, and then we spend the rest of the film with the second set.
1: So I just have to ask, you love watching pointless, meandering scenes a lot more than the 2009 version.
2: Yeah, he does. We didn't, boys! Y'all like, you, like, you, like,
1: you like watching some chick make
3: fucking coffee for tw- 20 minutes in that movie. You like that, we- right? We dim well, no. boys. Quote that okay. quote, quote that correctly. You got angered and you said, I don't want to watch some bitch make coffee for 20 minutes. Yeah, some and bitch.
1: Gotta, yeah, no, well, yeah, some bitch make coffee for 20 minutes. Everyone's a bitch. <laughs> I end the show by saying everyone's a bitch. <laughs> you, want, you, you want to watch? Yeah, I, I don't have any discrimination with my bitches. I call everyone bitches. My friends, uh, my lovers, all of them. Um, yeah, so Don and Ellie, you want to watch? Don and Ellie. Look, I'll defer to you, Don, my, on, the, on this, the day of your daughter's wedding. I will defer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But you like the 1980s for real? Okay, all right. I know it's yeah. a popular opinion. Um, me and Grindhouse have been feuding about this for months. So, well, it yeah. makes you
4: feel any better, it's not even—it's uh, not my favorite in the franchise. But um... oh,
1: n- neither is it his either. He—he no, he, <laughs> no, no. This is just fun for us. It's fun.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, if... I'm a needy guy.
1: Well, mad respect to the horror aficionado. I will tip my hat. I still will uh, shove my middle finger right in Grindhouse's face and say he's fucking wrong. But to you, sir, I will say uh, I'll <laughs> I- I'll I'll run away to fight another day. Um, let's get into something that we don't do often enough tonight. We're getting into Ricky's ripping
0: riffs. Da na 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 yeah. Da na na na
4: na 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 sporting
2: yeah boy.
1: Okay, I guess I'll kick us off in this roundtable of uh, album recommendations or artist recommendations or song recommendations. There's no rules necessarily here. Um, My first recommend tonight is something I'm brand new to. Ricky had uh, introduced me to this band months ago or maybe even years ago at this point. I didn't dive in until recently. The band is Behemoth, as previously mentioned, and the album is, as previously mentioned, The Satanist. Holy fucking shit, black and death metal up my ass. Wow. Yeah, bro. He sent us a few uh special videos on, on the Discord, the Joe Blow Horror Show Discord, so hop in there, motherfuckers. You're also getting them video excellence. These music videos are like short folk horror witchy films of unparalleled brilliance. Like, this is... This is the kind of imagery I live to see. Like this is yeah, my yeah. shit. Don and Ellie, my favorite sh- subgenres of horror are cosmic and folk. Those are my two favorites, and when you combine them, you're just oh. yeah, you're blowing me, and it's the best. And I'm just sitting there going, oh. it explodes. <laughs> yeah,
2: shoots off like yeah. on South Park, and just flies away. <laughs> I'm like hot, 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 hot,
1: hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and it's it's a bunch it was, it's a bunch of ghosts, it's, it's plasma everywhere. This is ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah. Th- this album is fucking insane, dude. Messy Noir
4: is dude, song, a great
1: fucking yeah. song. I can't pronounce every Aura
4: pro Nubus Lucifer. Nubus Lucifer. Yeah, that's yes. my choice. Dude, that
1: dude, that's such a banger. This record... and I, So I watched the videos Ricky sent and then I went on to go listen to the whole record start to finish, because that's how you listen to an album and start to finish. You don't listen to a few songs, you put the record on, and you fucking dive in. Uh, younger listeners out there, this record is fucking perfect, man. This is a 10 out of 10. I, I don't know what to say. Bohemoth is incredible. I, I, Yeah, oh father, oh Satan, oh son. I yeah, mean... Dude.
0: <laughs>
2: That fucking song. That song gives me literal goosebumps. Every time when the the spoken word part comes in and you have all that epic fucking choir orchestral shit with the heavy ass slow riffs, dude.
4: I'm saying, you heard about the backstory behind how they created that one, right?
2: Yeah,
1: Ricky told me all about um, Homeboy's leukemia and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
4: dude. What I'm saying is that. Well, you're saying with the, the full chorus stuff, a lot of the, the imagery in those videos, um, I think it's Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel. Yes. A lot of the imagery in that is uh, recreations of what he went through during the uh, treatments.
2: Oh, nice.
1: I didn't yeah, realize um, that. That video is yeah. an amazing video, and it makes me wonder what the budgets of these videos are because I don't think they're a lot. I don't but what they managed to pull off is insanely amazing i think
4: i think at that point they were on if if i'm not wrong i think they're on nuclear blast at that time so i think they're on like one of the big three labels right yeah because i think the big three are nuclear blast century media and napalm unless i'm unless i'm mistaken
2: what do you think what do
1: you think a budget for like a video like that is like maybe two million bucks if you're lucky if you're
4: very lucky No, for a metal act, no, you're not getting two million. Uh, You're probably getting maybe eight to nine, eight to nine thousand, maybe. Really? Eight hundred, eight hundred thousand, maybe. Okay. So I I can't see a, I can't see a label like that doing doing a million.
2: No, I could not I couldn't see it. Well, see, and that's that's the
1: quality that I thought I was seeing was like a two million dollar video.
2: Like, yeah, it looks, it looks legit as fuck. it's
1: amazing. Some yeah. film, some films
3: don't even come close to this shit. Right. Yeah. they don't. Well, yeah, but a, a, a big budget for a for a heavy metal or a hard rock band these days. I mean, it's it's pretty few and far between. I mean, if you think about the bands these days that could pull that kind of money for a video, I mean, you're talking, well, like Slipknot definitely could pull some serious money for a video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, um, Slipknot
4: <laughs> maybe Ramstein. Ramstein yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ramstein yeah. would pull that kind of a money. Um,
1: grindhouse is about to go see them in minnesota in
4: minnesota
3: don't you know well he
4: well that's where he's
2: at
3: (laughs) yeah with my best buddy boss tuna who's coming to hang out with me (laughs) again
2: (laughs) and they're gonna send pictures to
1: travis so they can make him sad i will be sad too but i'll be happy for them but i'll be sad that i'm not there
3: I'm just not going to let Basuna take me out into the woods anywhere because I'll I, I have to relive that Brokeback Mountain shit. And I don't want to do that. You're so, going to let him do it. You're going to love it, too. No, I'm not. You know that, you're going to it. That ain't <laughs> my jam. And, and
1: we're going to
2: support you every step of the way Se- because we, cause
1: we love you guys. Secretly, that's the part I wish I was there for. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, you can you can have them all to yourself then, because that is not my jam.
0: He said you can have them all to yourself.
3: I will. I will climb him like a fucking a uh, spider monkey, bro.
0: I'll be all
2: over that <laughs> that mountain of it, man, yeah. Mountain down like a big oak tree. Oh yeah,
1: I'll, he's gonna be like, oh, scissor me timbers by the time I'm done with his ass. They would. All a right. Lot of beast. Yeah. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the Satanist from me is a ten out of ten record. That that is a must Jesus listen to Christ. record. Uh, thank you, Ricky Behemoth. I cannot wait to dive into their discography. I want to hear everything, dude. Like this, this band. I want to go back to their black metal roots. I want to go through the whole evolution. This band is fucking
3: legit. So I'm gonna uh, ask you guys to set your time machine just a little bit, Um, going back to I think the year is 1989. I think it's 89. Hello, my baby.
1: Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime
3: gal. (laughs) Yes, that (laughs) Travis. So, so this is this is me in basically in high school now. Um, and I'm, you know, fucking long-haired hippie, like Travis. Except mm-hmm. Travis took a little too far, to, a little too long, but whatever. So, my first album is the original self-titled Dangerous Toys album. A lot of empty faces here, so nobody has any idea what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I don't know oh. what you're talking no, I, about.
4: I know the album. Yeah, I've, heard of, okay, so, I've heard a couple so, songs so, off of it, but I, I haven't heard the whole thing yet.
3: Okay, so Don's down, so I'll just talk to Don, uh, Travis, and Ricky. Oh, you I'm, guys listening. Just, well, we're, I'm I mean, listening. we're listening. No, I've heard up. the name. So, <clears throat> is your album I've recommendations? I've never heard, I've never
2: listened. To so, it. I, I guess we yeah, have to okay. know
3: every piece of music ever made, like cause Cause he, he's I, been around he so long, he's I, heard I, them all. Yeah, no, I, I definitely draw some crickets when you guys talk sometimes. That's okay. Um, so, no, this this like whole album. Um, I mean, it's it was literally like written for me because I was going into high school and had no idea what I was doing and was like just trying to find my way. So many songs in this, uh, you know, like I said, I was I was like a I was like a total fucking long hair going into high school, you know, and it's like so many of these songs is like um I mean the big ones on there are Scared and Teasin' Pleasin' and Teasin' Pleasin' is it's pretty obvious what that's about. Um Scared and then there was a, a song called Bones in the Gutter, which were I mean so this is obviously pretty horror tangential. But then uh, there's a song there called Sport in a Woody. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can figure out what that's about. <laughs> um, but then there's a song called Outlaw, and then there's a song called Ten Boots um, that are just fucking phenomenal. I mean, the whole record is phenomenal. It is definitely a record where you could just drop the needle and walk away and listen to the whole thing, and you will not be disappointed. Follow up to that, as far as like horror tangential goes, um, who's seen? who here has seen the movie Shocker?
1: I have Yeah. What's great? Okay.
3: Okay. So dangerous toys actually did a song on that album called the demon bell and it was literally called the ballad of horace pinker so um that was like the theme song to the whole movie so like for me that just like tied it in even more as uh, for them being sort of like a horror-ish band so not to kick the can any farther but like listen to the listen to the self-titled dangerous toys album you will not be fucking disappointed i guarantee (laughs) it
2: Hey, what kind of subgenre is that?
3: Oh, it's they call themselves hard rock. I think for the time they leaned more towards metal. Um, it's ragtime. Lots, rag of, time. lots rag of screaming. Times. Lots of screaming guitars. Okay. Um, lots of Travis. Shut the fuck up. There's one. <laughs> there's one. We gotta count him every episode. We gotta count <laughs> <how many times laughs> up Travis shut the fuck up. So there's one. Um, but oh, no, no like, it's
2: going to be like Donnie on the Big LaValle studio. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> like, as soon as he much. goes to say something, shut the fuck
3: up. But just everything about the band, I mean, the cover art of the album is fantastic. Um, The, the lead singer, his name is Jason McMaster. I mean, how cool is that name? I and mean, that's just a, cool. I mean, so, I mean, okay, you know, imagine yeah, you're like, imagine you're 14, 15, and you hear this music, and you love it. And it's like, Who sings for this band? Jason McMaster. It's like, hello, my new God. I mean, he just... Yeah, this like, everything about this for the time was like perfect for me. So I just I, I love this, and everyone should listen to it and love it like I do. Otherwise, you're nothing and should rethink your life. Oh, shit. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, i and, and they're from uh Austin, so cool. From Tejas, they are from Tejas, yep. Tejas, Rickle, Bickle. Okay, all right. I guess it's my turn. Hell yeah.
2: So this, this is just crazy, man. So for my first pick. <laughs> because I recently revisited this album it's vulgar from 2003 by dirt and gray you've got like some j rock fucking industrial new metal shenanigans going on and it's a lot of fun and you should smoke some weed drink some beer <laughs> and and jam this 's got it's got obscure which is probably my favorite song by them uh, but it's also got Kasumi and uh, increased blue lots of bangers lots of bangers I don't have a rating for this album but I've been listening to it a lot at work and on the way to and fro and I'm gonna just go ahead and give it a highly recommend vulgar does
1: this right 2003. Have that- Does this record have that fucking awesome music
0: video that we all share? Obscure. It's obscure. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's that's okay. I'm not gonna lie. Outside of like maybe three or four other songs, that's my only connection to Duran Gray. But that video and that song, I've always loved, and I think it's still to this day. If you put that video on for somebody, I don't care how seasoned they are at anything. They'll at least at the end of that be be like,
2: "That was fucked up." Yeah, bud.
4: um so uh, if you didn't know from uh, my top artist list I'm uh, more of an old- school metal guy ironic you mentioned 1989 because that's uh actually the year uh, my first album comes from um, I, I always like to recommend this one to a lot of people uh those that uh, are into like the old school thrash scene um Ooh. I, I'm gonna go with uh, Her- heresy by paradox okay so um yeah they're from the uh German scene uh I know, I know a lot of people when they think of the German thrash scene, you know, Sodom, Creator, Destruction—those yeah, dirty thrash
2: bands. Yeah, yeah. dude,
4: that's yeah, the um, best
2: thrash to me. Yeah,
4: that's great stuff. But uh, Paradox is a little bit more of uh, Bay Area influenced kind of stuff. Okay, that's,
2: that's that. Yeah, that's um,
4: I, I I kind of equate them to uh, Testament meets Anthrax.
2: Oh, okay. Well, fuck yeah, dude.
4: Yeah, Hell yeah, um,
2: Testament meets Anthrax. Shit.
4: Yeah, they're, they're a little bit more um, Bay Area influenced. So, uh, you know, Testament, Metallica, Heathen, all that kind of stuff. But uh, they're a little bit more melodic in their riffing and the uh, lot of their soloing. Uh, they're not as, you know, screamy, shouty. They're, they're kind of like more of like a straightforward, just, you know, here it is. We're just going to take a riff and just write it. They're really fun. Um, I think this is their second album. Great stuff on there. You got a uh, classic title track that uh, you know, acoustic intro that just leads into like the straightforward banger. Search for perfection, uh, killing time. Uh, great stuff there. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's such a, it's a great release. Uh, like I said, it's probably more on the uh, melodic side than a lot of people are used to, um, especially when I say German thrash. Nazi thrash. Uh, Nazi. Yeah, um, not,
2: not, not Nazi thrash, German thrash, bro. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh my bad, thrash. my bad, my bad. Oh, excuse <laughs> me.
4: Yeah, um, well, real quick, uh, the German thrash, uh, is a little bit different than the American scene in that uh, it has a little bit more black metal influences. Ooh! So, uh, the, the German thrash scene, uh, they're pretty much, uh, they're, they're usually cited as like uh, progenitors in uh, the black metal scene, right. Because they were um, really,
2: really into like Venom and Bathory
4: and shit, right? right? Yeah, so Venom, it, it, Bathory, Celtic Frost, um, right? Yeah, so they're kind of uh, cited along that like, sort of stuff. Uh, in fact, Sodom's first album, uh, "In the Sign of Evil," I think is pretty much Fucking... blueprint for how to record a black metal album because the production, I right. think, is so... <laughs> <It's>
0: trash. <laughs> but I love it. But I love yeah.
4: it. Yeah, if you listen to the production, if you listen, if you just listen to like the production on it. In the Sign of Evil is textbook first wave black metal, how it's right. produced, how it sounds, like the riffing, the guitars, the drumming. All of that stuff is just textbook first wave black metal, but it's more of a thrash album. The American scene is a little bit more uh, new wave of British heavy metal influence, so they have a little bit right. more motorhead and diamond head, diamond head, um, budgie, and, uh, you know, like the, the, they're, they sound a little bit more classic rock influence than they have, like, a little bit more they're they're not as extreme so there's kind of like a smite small, small little difference between the two but uh they, they still cite a lot of the same influences it's just you know it's just where it comes from so um yeah if you're into like the old school thrash stuff uh, this is an album uh, and a group um, cuz they're still going today uh, they just released their last album last year i think oh, nice. uh year last year the year before so uh yeah they're still going they're still really good um, like I said, they're more on the melodic side, but uh, if you're into the old school thrash stuff, can't beat the—they're—they're they're one of the best undiscovered gems in that scene. So, um, what's, what's that album name again? Uh, the album is called Heresy. Heresy. Okay. Yeah, it, sounds think,
2: like heresy to me.
4: It's, it's a shame that these guys aren't uh, known in more thrash circles. They're—they're they're really fun.
2: I'm gonna be—I've—I've I've, I've heard the band name, but it's just one that I never dove into. Yeah. That's-
0: that's I'm gonna be diving, diving in. You have to believe, believe and say, you all. You believe and say, you all. Now, you want to play, only trust in the fire, the Holy Church is shame. For it's part in the history of the burning.
1: my next or, and last album recommendation is going to be Tom Waits ballers, brawlers and bastards. Um, I re, I re listened to this, um, again, since it came out, this is a three album set or yeah, it's three records. Basically it's, it's a crazy triple LP full of songs that are designated to their, uh, appropriate title where it comes from. Um, The brawler songs are like harder. The baller songs are more sentimental, maudlin, even. Um, And the bastard songs are like very experimental, which Tom Waits always is. But when when you talk about Tom Waits and and trying to encapsulate like an artist, it's impossible. You have to literally listen to it to really get it. But highlights for me are like the song Sea of Love, um, Long Way Home. Which was covered by Nora Jones, a very popular artist, and a lot of Tom Waits Tom Waits songs do get covered by popular artists. It's happened over the years, Bruce Springsteen and um, the Eagles and shit. "Little Drop of Poison," which was in Shrek Two, popular film, but they used the OG song from it. It, it it's got it's got so much going on. Like you, if you put you you need some time, you need some time because, like I said, it's three records. So you have to put this on and really like grab a cocktail or two, have your, your your whiskey by your side, put the album on, drop the needle, press play, whatever you're doing, and just fucking go down the rabbit hole with Tom. Because he's going to take you there. He always does. I, I said that Behemoth is a 10 out of 10. I'd be lying if I said this was not a also 10 out of 10. Behemoth is a fresh 10 out of 10. You, recency bias, whatever. I, I've listened to plenty of Tom Waits records over the years. This is one I keep coming back to over and over again. It's it's blues rock. It's ballads. It's, it's um, again, experimental. Like, shit, you can't even explain. You just have to hear it. Don, do you know who Tom Waits is?
4: Um, I've, I've heard the name, but um, I, I haven't really delved that deeply into that stuff. I mean, I, for me, I'm like a metalhead, so I don't really go beyond there. I think I, I, I know who he is. I know the name, but uh, yeah, if you ask me to like name a song or style, yeah, I can't really do that.
2: Out of out of all the I'll artists, say, oh, go ahead, Travis, because I have a feeling you're about to say what I was going to say. That
1: <laughs> that out of all the artists out there, that Tom Waits would blend perfectly into a metalhead's um, expanded search or journey of, of musical intake, like the... I think there's a lot of metalheads out there that would love Tom Waits purely for like appreciating him as an artist and also feeling him on that deep level. Maybe that's what Ricky was going to say, maybe not. But I was going to say like I think metalheads would appreciate Tom Waits a lot.
2: Yeah, not in not in so many words, but yeah, basically, like like I, I would I would almost call Tom metal adjacent. <laughs> yeah he's metal without being metal
1: (laughs) he's not he's not metal but he is easily more metal than most metal is honestly like he's more metal like he he, because he's so pure and raw and doing his freedom like his free artistic expression i think metalheads i think i think anyone who's an artist actually but but metalheads tend to fucking just appreciate shit like that is like, like, yeah, this dude's doing the goddamn thing. Like, you just watch him fucking perform. What go go watch him perform? Let it rain and tell me you're not you're not sitting there being like, yeah, this motherfucker's doing the goddamn thing. Tom Waits is a <laughs> motherfucker, cuz he's a motherfucker. He a
2: motherfucker. Yeah, this is it is known,
1: it is very much well known.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: he balanced the diamond
3: on a plate of gas me up with a cardinal bird and when i want to talk All right. So for my second one, I, you know, I was thinking about like all the albums that I own and all the albums I listen to. And I don't know if I'd call this popular in my rotation, but I will, I will say that it is um, like something on a level of like comfort food for me. Like I can always go to it and depending on what track it's on, I can always find, Something that makes me feel slightly better about however my day is going or however, you know, the current situation is going. So I picked 2002's Edward the Great by Iron Maiden.
4: Fuck yeah.
0: Woe to you, O Earth and Sea, for
4: the devil sends the beast
0: with wrath because he knows the time is short.
4: Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast,
0: for it is a human number. Its number is six hundred and sixty-six.
3: So yes, I get it. It's a greatest hits. So, but it's,
2: it's a great greatest hits
3: though. <laughs> it, it is. It I is. have it's it gonna... on
2: physical format, dude. Uh, well, well, so I got it before the flood. And yeah. So do
3: I. And, and it's like, and I know a lot of people think the greatest hits albums are like. The most flushable of all things. Um,
1: I'm not one of those people, by the way. I had a, a bunch of great greatest hits. I agree. Go ahead.
3: Well, and 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 there's a there's a big piece of me that sort of agrees with that sentiment because to say that I have greatest hits and it is, I think it's a little, um, I don't know, it's a little prosaic. Like, this is how good I am, you know, I have a greatest hits album, <laughs> but but this album, you know, because it spans. It spans about twenty years, you know. I mean, and, and Iron Maiden has been around for goddamn ever, and they yeah, are but... sti- they are still playing. You know, I saw them I think three years ago. You know, and I wish I had half the energy of Bruce Dickinson, half the energy. Right. But just it takes it takes every every track, like all the greatest stuff. It it pulls in the seventh son of a seventh son. Uh, album which I think is really underrated but well, a lot of people don't like it but I do like I dig it like can I play with Madness it's just awesome um, but then it finishes off with a live version of Fear of the Dark and to hear the live version of Fear of the Dark is one thing to be at an Iron Maiden concert and hear Fear of the Dark live
0: right.
3: is a whole different thing um, and at the last concert I went to they played Fear of the Dark and As a horror fan, I think it really feeds into. I mean, I mean, Iron Man's a heavy metal band, but I mean, if you think about it, you think about the songs that they sing and a lot of their imagery, especially with Eddie and whatever else. I mean, they're almost kind of a horror band. They really are. But they're a horror band that has had 40 years of longevity. And there's not many bands out there that can say that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like hop on uh, Travis's coattails and say, this is an album that you need to sit down. Put it on, grab a cocktail, and just listen to it, because the whole thing is just fucking magic. It's just absolutely magic. And I know people know songs like Two Minutes to Midnight" or "Flight of the Icarus," whatever. I mean, there's lots of people that know that stuff. But getting into like, I don't think many people know the song "Can I Play with Madness," which is a fucking brilliant song. Just Rhyme absolutely. of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Well, I—that's I, not that was not on there though. Something.
2: It wasn't? Oh, no. shit. I'm tripping. I thought it was on there. Get, get your shit together, Rick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sort your fucking I haven't life had out, the album. mate. I haven't had <laughs> um, the album since 2016, <laughs> bro. The flood
2: took it from me. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: sort your fucking life up, mate. Sort your <laughs> yeah. life out, mate.
3: Uh, anyway, this is such a great... Like, in Iron Maiden's career from here to here. And just, like, all of the, like, the sweet spots, at least for me. Because um, I've been an Iron Maiden fan since fuck probably 1980 or 81 um wow. but again just like th- this album, and then and then coming up with the live version of fear of the dark when they did the rock and rio thing it just yeah uh, it's you know and if you buy if you buy the right cd like the cd that i have the cd the physical media it's not vinyl but it's what i have the last track isn't even listed anywhere yeah and and, and you listen to it and it just all of a sudden it's like it comes on and all you hear is Oh, 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 oh. and it's like what is this it's not and you're looking you're like what <laughs> and it's like and then it gives you give it a second and then you know what it is and it's just like oh it's just gonna be magic and your fucking nipples get hard you just like, <laughs> oh
0: fucking made <laughs>
2: you boys uh, know anything about I Hate God?
0: Yeah, no, um, I, d- I I've don't.
2: I've read a few things about them. Okay, so they're, they're like New Orleans metal legendary icons, right? They've been doing this forever. And they've got a great catalog. They are kind of like the definitive sludge band, right? But I'm going to go with Confederacy of Ruined Lives from 2000. This this album feels like after a a light rain when it's 103 degrees outside and the sun comes back out and that wall of nasty water just hits you in the face and your swamp ass starts dripping out of your pants and the, the crushing weight of existence is pushing you into the ground. That... That's what this album sounds like and feels like. It's slow, it's heavy as fuck, it's pissed off. It probably doesn't even know why it's so pissed off all the time, but it's pissed off, and I would say it's a great starting place to check out their discography. I Hate God, that's instead of a letter, I, it's like an eyeball. Yeah, Confederacy of Ruined Lives. Some standout tracks for me are... um, Blood Money, Jackass and the Will of God, and I'm going to go with um, Self-Medication Blues because I've been feeling that one lately. Also, if you like crazy feedback that doesn't make sense, yeah. yeah, this is your jam.
3: I was thinking of you today, Rickles. I was talking to a guy that I work with, and he, he posed this question to me, and he said, you know, I often wonder, why is life taking so long?
0: <laughs> and I just And
3: I thought of you... I immediately <laughs> thought of you. <laughs> like, <wow>. Feel it. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it was a fucking deep question. Like, why is it taking so long? I you got to
2: be able to laugh at it, man. Uh, well, sometimes. If you're, if you're laughing... Listen, man. If you're laughing at it, then you're not feeling so bad about it.
3: And you know what I mean? Amen. Amen.
2: So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't have ratings for these albums. I'm just going to go with a... Highly recommend. These are... One of these albums, Vulgar is something that like, kind of like reawakened in me recently because I used to be way more into During Gray than I am now. But this year I've been kind of like going through this nostalgia kick and so I checked it out and I'm kind of fell in love again. But I hate God's been with me since fucking the end of middle school and when they released this album in 2000 it was like a kick in the dick. I just want to share that kick to the dick with the rest of the world. <laughs> and that's well, some and Louisiana, like, New Orleans, you know, like, home state heroes, bro. Like, this is one of our biggest – this guys, band's one of our biggest metal exports. So there you, you go. You guys
3: do seem to have one hell of a local scene. For all the things that you talk about, you guys seem to have a hell of a local scene. And it's Louisiana funny because – a
2: crazy scene because considering, like, outside bands don't come here. <laughs> It's well no, it's it, it, Baton Rouge or New Orleans.
3: Well, no, it's funny, though, because Minneapolis, I mean, we have First Avenue, and First Avenue has always been, like, a mecca of, like, early bands and whatever else. And it's like, it seems like you guys might have, a like, a way better scene than we do.
2: I'm not as involved in the scene as I wish I was. I wish I was going to more shows. Uh, slash...
3: All right. Don Corleone, what's Corleone. your last
4: all right. album um, for us? All right. Yeah. Uh, so my uh, pick, again, Old school thrash guy. Um, I went with By Inheritance from Artillery. Ooh. Oh, art- oh, Art's God. I have not Hillary. listened to Artillery
3: in fucking ever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um,
4: so Artillery is a, a Danish uh, thrash exports. Um, I think this is their third album, but uh, this is uh, pretty much Megadeth influenced uh, tech thrash. Fuck um. Yeah, a lot of like uh, bizarre uh, time signatures, a lot of complex riffs, but uh, still keeping you know that uh, traditional thrash at its core. Um, funny story about this one is that uh, the drummer to this, the drummer on this specific album, I don't know if he was the drummer for their entire their entire career or not because they changed members a lot. But the uh, drummer for this one is uh, the drummer that. Uh, um, taught Lars how to play when they recorded, uh, ride the lightning and, uh, master of puppets. No shit.
0: Wow. Yeah, he's
4: the, uh, yeah, he's the guy that, uh, you know, helped coach Lars through those, uh, particular albums. Cause those were recorded in Denmark. And, okay. uh, the guy behind the knobs is, uh, Fleming Rasmussen, who you'll know as the uh, producer of those seminal thrash albums. Nice. So yeah, this was, oh. uh, kind of his, uh, pet project after Metallica. So yeah, that'll give you like an idea of, uh, the kind of stuff in here. I mean, uh, Really impressive. There's a lot of um, Middle Eastern, like, Arabian kind of melodies just, like, influence, like, you know, spread throughout. Uh, you know, hard-hitting yeah. technical thrash at its best. Uh, just great stuff. Uh, standout tracks, there's a, a two-part. They kind of split it into two, but they they kind of credit it as one. Um, I think there's, like, it's called, like, 7 O'Clock from 10 Cat or something. And then it uh, leads into like the first main track called uh, "Comaniac," which is just like this brutal, rip-roaring, just full-on thrasher. It's just awesome. Yeah, there's uh, songs like uh, "Beneath the Clay," um, "Trash Food," um, or not "Trash Bomb Food." Sorry, uh, "Bomb Food." Um, there's one called "Back in the Trash," uh, the title track. Yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot of stuff on here. And "Back this in is the like,
2: Trash" is the uh, title track.
4: No, the, the title track is called uh, By Inheritance.
2: By Inheritance.
4: Okay. Yeah. By Inheritance, yeah. It, it it just got so criminally undervalued. Um, it kind of came out right around the same time Rest in Peace did. Oh, okay. but But uh, Rest in Peace had the single. Um, it had, you know, Hangar 18. It had Holy Wars. Ooh, it does. yeah. This one doesn't have that, but it's just a consistent, solid, you know, thrash album. yeah uh, yeah just great stuff and uh, I- i've recommended this one to a lot of people in the past and they've never heard of these guys and came away really like impressed and blown away that you know wow this is like you know right up there with megadeth
2: i wanted to add because you brought up like a middle eastern flair in the album have you listened to Nam rude yeah i'd be pimping them a lot and, and i just love their whole discography
1: yeah that was a former recommendation
2: on uh an older
4: yeah Nam rude's yeah, a good one. Um the but, one I really uh, like is uh, Melakesh.
2: Melakesh, yeah, dude. They're from they're from. Uh, uh, I
4: think they're Israel. I think they're, they're from Israel, right? Uh, Israel-, Israel, or Iraq? I can't remember. I, yeah, I they're, they're it's awesome. they're, yeah. yeah, they're they're Israel. Yeah, and like Al Namrud
2: Black- is in Saudi Arabia. Fucking yeah, crazy, man. They're, yeah,
4: they're they're yeah they're the, the <laughs> one that's close by.
2: It's crazy that there's this secret underground metal scene <laughs> in the Middle East and all these yeah. all these people are literally like putting their livelihoods and lives on the line to make you know yeah if they were from iraq music. they'd be dead
3: so yeah they... well
2: they're they're doing it in secret law well, i mean hell one of there was a band i can't remember what they were called but like That's some there... teenagers in like iran yeah there are were,
1: bands like, from over facing there facing
2: prison charges now you know like
0: they're yeah, over there there's, for their there's a, secular there's a documentary
4: made about that there because there was about that th- their struggle to like you know avoid detection and stuff yeah like,
2: like the dudes in al-am like go through painstaking measures not to be detected they're over there raging against
1: the haram bro like for, for real. real
2: like for real for real for real because like most of their songs are about like the assyrian and babylonian gods coming up and like uprooting like like all like Islam and shit and like taking over the Middle East and I'm like, damn. The authorities would not like this if they know about it, for sure. They'd be like, fuck these kids.
1: The authorities would not like this podcast if they knew about it. Luckily we fly under the fucking radar. Though those are all some solid fucking recommends tonight. Everyone out there, go check out all these fucking records. That's been another edition of Ricky's Rip and Riffs, Ma Fuckers. What does that leave us with? Well, that leaves us with a schlock fest unparalleled. Uh, well, <laughs> not, un- un-
2: not unparalleled. Not unparalleled. No, not unparalleled. Yeah, dun- yeah. I still say mystics in Bali, man. Mystics in <laughs> Bali and, and, and Night of the Demon are just like pinnacles for me of just... Well, <laughs> You'll, you'll, you'll see where this goes, then. Well,
3: hold on. No, Night of the Demon or Demons, Ricky? Because you Demon. confused. Just Demon.
2: Demon. No, just Demon. Oh, no. I'm talking about a killer Sasquatch, bud.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's Midnight Ritual is going to be covering Sharknado from 2013. So if you're not familiar with a Midnight Ritual, what you're going to want to do is snag a shark's fin, you're going to want to roll your eyes at Tara Reed's boyfriend in this movie. And you're going to and want
2: to. And Tara Reed, probably, too.
1: You're going to want to scream helplessly <laughs> while blood soaked and limbless on the beach. If you have not seen tonight's film, cry off now.
2: But remember to bring your stool.
1: <laughs> Let the ritual
0: <laughs> begin.
2: Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like
0: this? Why? <laughs>
1: NATO is a 2013 American made-for-television science fiction comedy horror disaster film directed by Anthony C. Ferrante. I think that's how you say his name. It originally aired on the Sci-Fi Channel on July 11th, 2013, and was given a one-night-only special midnight theatrical screening via Regal Films and the Fathom events. We all know those. They happen here at the Cathedral of the Grand Theatre. This film is starring Ian Ziering Ziering. (laughs) as Finn Shepard or the Shepherd of the Shark Finn. We'll dive into that later if anyone's interested. Uh, Tara Reid, previously mentioned as April Wexler. And I'm like, is that Kim's sister from Better Call Saul? No, it's not. Uh, John Hurd, the most uh, accomplished actor in this film as George the Drunk. Cassie Serbo as Nova the Barmaid. Jason Simmons bay. as she is Bay. Jason Simmons as Baz, the shark snack. Uh, Aubrey Peoples, not Plaza, as Claudia, and Chuck Hittinger as Matt. Uh, that is Finn and April's daughter and son, respectively. That makes up our main cast. You have other people, but they're not notable. Sharknado was shot in just 18 days on a budget of two million dollars for the studio, The Asylum. And um, Anthony C. Ferrente's previous film before this was a film called Boo. I didn't look up anything about that, but it was written by a guy who has the best name ever, called Thunder Levin. And his what? previous, yeah, his name is Thunder Levin. And Whoa. his <laughs> previous writing credits include the film Get Ready for This, Ricks, mutant vampire zombies from the hood.
2: Well, fuck, I signed me up, bro. That I know, amazing. I know, right? <laughs>
1: The film's tagline is for Sharknado, the film's tagline is enough said. (laughs) The the entire movie was shot during like the day, like bright fucking sunny ass days, and the weather and rain had to be created through a combination of rain towers, fans, and a lot of gratuitous gratuitous digital effects oh
2: yeah it yeah. did <laughs> gratuitous, CGI. Yep.
1: Oh. gratuitous
3: cgi
2: oh i love the cgi so much oh. in this
1: movie <laughs> Rob- robbie Rist, who played robbie the bus driver with all the little kids on the bus he i didn't know this watching the film he co-wrote a bunch of songs that are featured on the soundtrack for the film so i'm like god damn this dude's I'm a kidding. songwriter I'm too kidding. Along with his joke of "I moved here to be an actor," <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Petunia, a stuffed possum. This is nightclub relevant right now because we have a possum right. bin Laden on the nightclub. Um, Petunia is a stuffed possum that makes an appearance in each of the Sharknado films, and there's five five movies in this series. By the way,
2: six, six right? Yeah, there's six.
1: There's six. There's six. There's six. There's six. Mm-hmm. There's six. Yep. When is the sixth one coming out? It's, it's already, already it's out. out.
4: They, they, they release each one in uh, in order um, each year.
3: I'm clearly not capable of using an IMDb. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, part one
4: is 2013, part two is 2014, part three is 2015, and then you keep going until you reach six.
1: Oh, it is. It's yeah, about time. It's
2: about
1: time. Okay. I fucked that up. Big time, leaving all that in. That's my fuck up.
2: Uh-huh. Leave it in. Owning your shit. Leave it. Finally. Leave it, in.
1: Leave it out. Throughout the film, <laughs> Finn says, "simper Paratus, which means always ready. That's some Latin shit. And this is the motto of the United States Coast Guard. So, you know, you got that going on as well. I didn't pull a whole hell of a lot of fucking trivia for this movie because, honestly, I, I don't I don't know what it would lend. Uh, some of it that I read, I was like,
3: eh. It's the whole right. fucking the whole fucking movie is just trivia. Well, like, why would they do that? Because they could. That's the that's the answer to the trivia question. That's why it's brilliant. <laughs> that's why it's fucking brilliant. It's a movie that spawned five sequels. For Christ's, I mean, and it was a made-for-TV movie that had only two of the required three Bs. Okay, you know, it had babes and it had blood, but it didn't have wrinkles. Boobs. Thank you.
2: They could have CGI'd some boobs on the sharks at least. Come on, man!
3: B- shark boobs?
2: <laughs> yeah, bro.
3: The Shark boob NATO. My would love favorite. To that. Just... My
2: favorite thing about the CGI <clears throat> is like it's so it's so inconsistent sometimes because like you'll have like a decent, a somewhat decent like looking shark and it's doing it and it's got like textures and shit, and then you'll have like a more close up or like a like a like a bite. Like quick cut, and it's just like this fucking smooth gray fucking CGI shark.
3: <laughs> no, but the whole the whole movie and its inconsistencies are, are honestly what it makes it so endearing to me. Oh, it's like yeah. even even the even the first couple of scenes when they're out on the boat and they're Dude. dealing they're dealing with. I, what I took away is like they're making some sort of weird deal for a shark. Right. Thing what soup. kind of
2: gangster shit is this? Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, Oh shit.
3: But it's like, they're, they're <laughs> on this boat and there was very clearly like two different boats. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one is a great big sailboat and one is not a great big
0: sailboat.
4: You yeah. know? Um, yeah. Well, my favorite is uh, the one where they're doing the, uh, the rescue off the bus. Oh, if you yeah. look, look at the shots from overhead, the streets completely flooded. When you see the shots of, uh, april and the uh, daughter up on the top you clearly see that there's just traffic on a regular street in the background (laughs) they never put the cgi water in they just have the regular traffic crossing over i love it oh the
3: whole movie the whole movie does that though (laughs) things where it's like it's flooded one minute and the next minute it's not flooded yeah they show the beach and they're like oh everything
1: here is flooded but they have traffic going by and it's just a normal looking beach with no people on it (laughs) of course but it's like oh well this was shot like maybe during the winter months i don't know who the fuck knows yeah, this movie's riddled with um,
3: inconsistencies. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, but that's honestly what makes it so goddamn much fun because yeah, dude. it feels, honestly, the first time I saw this movie, a, a hundred years ago, whenever it came out, my first thought was going back to um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Last Action Hero. I'm assuming everyone here has seen that movie. And it was a movie that was so riddled. Thing. It was so riddled with... Well, and this is like this is like before the interwebs and whatever else. You know, it was like when you had something to say to a movie studio, you wrote them a letter. Um, but it was like so <laughs> it was Fucking so people exactly, exactly. It was chiseled on walls and like painting <laughs>
2: Smoke signals to the studio.
3: <laughs> but it was so, but it was so little, like riddled with inconsistencies and problems and shit like that. That they once the movie was released, but people were still going to watch it because it was pretty popular. They turned it into like a game, like a contest, like who could point out all the inconsistencies in this movie. And it was Damn. like somebody, somebody somewhere won some sort of a prize for pointing out all the editing mistakes. So this this movie reminds me of that because I could have had, I mean, I, in the like seven or eight pages of notes I've got in this thing, it's like, I like what happened there. Like, I, like how, <laughs> how how was how was the, the boat different? How was the front yard flooded a week ago and now it's not? <laughs>
2: My um, favorite yeah. is when they just show that CGI boat and them waves, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that little tugboat. Yeah. It yeah. looks like Tugger from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tugger. We're fighting around the world. <laughs> Bro, they have so... Like,
1: okay, they shot those scenes in the house where it flooded inside of a pool. Like, I left some trivia out. But, like, they, they, yeah, they 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 did some creative things with this film. But then there's... Yeah, I mean tongue-in-cheek shit aside and, and whatever they decided to do aside let's go ahead and dive into this movie let's just fucking gnash our teeth through the waters into the blood let's, let's get into Sharknado right here I'm going to be upfront with you guys. I did not do what I normally do, where I break down the scene or the movie scene by scene. I didn't have the time to do the notes the way I normally do it. But what we have here is what I'm going to call an open conversation style. We've never done this before, except for maybe. No, no, actually, I think we've never done this on the nightclub. We've had a we've had one watch along, which was the autopsy of Jane Doe, which was the loosest version of of uh this that i've ever done but when it comes to editing this movie doesn't have much of a score to speak of and i noticed that right off the bat it's either a soundtrack or some generic action music shit and i'm like this is not gonna fit well with what we do but also i literally just did not have the time i've been home
2: just play that but all that butt rock in the background the whole time
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, I, I've been home with my kids since being on the road for seven weeks, and I didn't have the energy to fucking detail this movie to the T because I I just did not I really didn't. So that's my bad. But I've got notes. This movie does open with a strange fucking opening sequence it's, off the off the coast of Mexico. It's good
2: though, right? Uh, it's it it's something where I, it, I really enjoyed it. It it sucked me in. I'm not gonna lie. It like sucked me all the way in.
4: I like the action involved in it. I, I think the shoot, you know, the, the double cross and the shootout is fun. Right. But it just feels so weird because it just feels so much like a crime film that the rest right. of the film isn't. Yeah. So,
3: it had yeah, no purpose. It kind of feels like it doesn't yeah. really
4: belong in this kind of a film. It literally so, could uh, be cut. I, I, see, where, I yeah. see where he's coming from in that the action is fun because I love that little shootout that they have. And, yeah. you know, everybody's like, you know, double crossing each other. And, you know, the one guy gets shot in the leg and then he gets taken by the shark. And then the wave comes and takes the boat away and, you know, you got all the sharks in there. Like, it's a fun sequence when you see like, the action involved, but then it just, it feels so different tonally from the rest of the film. Well, it well, felt like,
3: to be honest, so it felt like, it felt like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where, where uh, <laughs> Jerry was at the bottom of a bucket and had nowhere to go. <laughs> so it's like, why are we even talking about
1: to, it? To, to paint, to paint the picture though, like there's this captain named Carlos Santiago oh, who's, yeah. he, who he's heading up this fucking, like, shark finning expedition which i have that notes gangster on. Shit, bro. I have notes on this. I want to I want I want to give y'all some details about shark finning in a second. But um
2: Oh shit. <laughs> Carlos Santiago
1: <laughs> is making a deal with some asian guy uh, below deck on a yacht Baller. apparently. Well, yeah, whatever his fucking clueless ass name is. <clears throat> he gives him a bowl of fucking like egg yolk and egg fucking yolk, right. egg whites or something and he's like he sips it and he's like it's good. Not great. good and i'm like yeah that's this movie and um yeah you get this awesome shootout and he's like oh the waves they do that from time to time the captain says they're on a yacht man (laughs) they're on a yacht what the fuck is this
3: this is not a fucking fishing boat and they're fucking (laughs) short that's that's the two different boats thing though that's the two different boats it's inconsistent i know yeah 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 there's two different boats in it there's one that's a sailboat and one that's more of a fishing boat and they bounce back and forth between the two, and it's like... It never looks right, though. And ne- Even the fishing no. boat don't look right. It still looks like a yacht. It still looks fucking
1: stupid. Shark finning, by the way, is a crime. And roughly 37... Or, excuse me, uh, d- dyslexia attack. Roughly 73 between 100 million sharks are killed each year by shark finning.
0: What the fuck?
1: This is a multi-billion dollar industry mainly used for shark fin soup. An ancient Chinese delicacy for emperors and noblemen. Still good. still to this day. You know what the worst part is? That for sharks get thing? fucking thrown back in and they fucking sink to the bottom of the ocean because they can't swim right. And they die suffocating in water.
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That part's bad. I'll, I'll give you that. That's the worst part. Yeah. Shark fin soup doesn't taste that good.
1: Damn. Oh my God! Here it comes from the it corporate. The corporate fucking. It just doesn't. It just high, doesn't. High top,
3: high hat. It's just. It's just fucking wearing, more soup. That's he's a got much, a it's just scarf more on soup. and a monocle, sipping <laughs> a shark fin
1: soup. Fucking man, looking down least, on everyone
2: else. At least it could taste good if it's got that kind of cruelty mm. behind it, right? Come on, man. It's <laughs>
0: fucked
3: up. Cruelty tastes good. <laughs> no,
0: it's <laughs> not, it's not veal. Case.
3: It's not veal. It's just shark fin soup. It's right. Just. <laughs> yeah. Just fish.
1: We get introduced after this to Boz and Finn, our two main characters, and they're walking along the beach and they're making commentary while just fucking like Ricky said, a butt rock song is playing.
2: Oh yeah. This I love this scene so much, bro. You've oh, just got just... The, the butt cheeks clapping, the butt rocks playing. It, it's, <laughs> <Yeah. so laughs> it's, it's, it's such but, a yeah. great yeah, dude. Oh, it's yeah. so great.
3: Yep.
1: They they get they get, they go out into surf and you get the idea here that like Finn used to be somebody, and he still technically is somebody in the surfer community. But he's not really like up to par anymore. He's, you know, he's the old man. He's me. I'm now. I'm the old man. Uh, well, well. <laughs> yeah.
3: Back <laughs> um, up there. I'm the old man, motherfucker. Okay? I'm the old
1: man on my crew at work. So I, I kind of feel you, dude. Like I, I get the same treatment. So you get the treatment here that we, I get uh at my job. But... Do
2: unto me now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you start getting these fucking sharks killing people. You get this guy on the beach. This is the scene that stuck with me so much. it, it just cuts to this guy on the beach screaming out of control with like no arm, and he's
3: just, uh, uh, That was the director. That was the director. That was very director.
4: Yeah, that was just yeah. nice. cameo.
3: Yep, that was the director. Well, that was an amazing cameo. M. Night
1: Shyamalan and Alfred Hitchcock, Eat Your Hearts Out, that was the best yeah. fucking cameo of all time then because I love that scene. That scene is so awesome. Finn and Boz narrowly escape getting fucking eaten by sharks. And um, they're back at, at, at Finn's bar where Boz is just blowing them, blowing them hard. He's like, Finn's the best. He's the best. And they're all hitting on uh, Nova, This this barmaid you get introduced to and George. George is played by John Hurd, and George is awesome. Yeah, I really, he's, he's the, the b- best. This movie couldn't well, afford him, apparently, because they fucked up by killing him off so early, Later, coming up later on. Well, but, just, um,
3: John John Hurd is just awesome. Like, yeah. One of, one of the best character actors of the he last was in, 40 years. He yeah. was
1: in The Sopranos. He was in Big. He was
3: Would in you rather? Pelican
2: Brief. Oh, he was in Would You Rather? Yeah, but... I still have not seen that. That's show. a fucking gem, bro. It's a underrated gym in my well, he, was in,
3: well, he was in Chud. He was in um yeah, yeah. What the hell? The Awakenings. Um, just all kinds of great character actor. Just yeah. But in the Sopranos, yeah, he was Vin MacKesian in the Sopranos. So you know me, I, I got a Sopranos hard on. He got so. he
1: got nominated for an Emmy for that role, dude. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, so no matter just, if
2: I was him no matter what, though, I would always just carry that fucking stool with me. Yeah, I'll go accept my Emmy award <laughs> and sit down in the school and <laughs> I accepted. <laughs> like this is the movie I'm most yeah. proud
0: of.
1: <laughs> Finn's uh, fin, bar gets fucking bombarded. Like this movie, this movie doesn't waste any time getting to the action. Like it really does not. You have a little bit of character development, and when I was first watching this movie, I was blown away by how competent the movie was. I, I was yeah. really like, oh. It starts out with this, like, nonsensical scene, but watching it the first time, I didn't know it didn't – it never ties in later. Never. I didn't know that, but it doesn't. So at first I was like, okay, cool. This is a good setup. Where's it going to go? Then you meet all these characters who are more than serviceable. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. Their dialogue is good. Um, Their interactions are really interesting, and, and I'm enjoying uh-huh. watching them. It's fun. Yeah, It's funny. Yeah. And then then the action comes back and the fucking sh- – the, 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 the waves come crashing in. The sharks come crashing in. Throughout all of this, I mean, I don't know. Don, when, when you first saw this movie, like, your initial reaction to this whole opening with the the, the, the captain, the boat shit, the, the bar scene, like, where are you coming in with all this? Like, are you – or what do you expect? Did you think that the – there was going to be some kind of crime element to this movie? Because I did. I thought that there was going to be something deeper – with that scene that never, ever comes back up again. What the fuck, movie? Yeah.
4: um, Well, I'm saying I I saw it when it first came out, and, yeah, I was a little thrown by that too. Um, But I was always, like I said, I was always a a Creature fan, so I was always kind of, like, expecting, okay, well, we're going to, you know, get this, like, whatever the Sharknado is at some point. So it just always felt like a weird little tangential side piece that, you know, yeah, they never really go back to it again um they, they do reference it and i think the sixth one because the the sixth one they they time travel all over the place so um i i think they go back and they they deal what? with the um
2: what? What? Yep. <laughs> damn travel? i'm traveling in port six yeah um oh shit hold on, hold on.
4: Yeah, you haven't li- yeah you haven't lived until you've seen a, a cameo from uh alaska thunderfuck
0: Wait, is it, no, no, no. is it
1: is it is it is <laughs> is it the same characters? Is it the same actors? The whole series?
4: April Finn and uh, Oh Nova my appear. god, yeah, For April real. Finn and Nova appear in most of them. Uh, Nova's not in two, and I think she's she shows up at the end of three and becomes a major player in four and five.
3: Ricky. Okay. yeah she loses this, a hand at some point she loses
2: some a hand very no, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna April say does, this yeah. might April be some, some phantasm, phantasm shit, shit. Yeah, yeah. this is very phantasm of them I love okay. it okay,
4: um, well there, there's, a, there's a fun, an even funnier thing um, in 5 the son grown up is played by Dolph Lundgren <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, <laughs> who's, who's who's older than his dad?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ron, you, haven't
4: oh. made, you haven't lived until you've seen Dolph Lundgren roll oh, up to god. the gap, uh, roll up to Ian Zering and go, "Dad."
0: What? <laughs> yes, the... really, oh. Like,
4: oh my god! Oh, I, I forgot about
3: him. that. God, that is fucking priceless.
2: Travis, Travis just went full was Voltan in the background. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Good. <laughs> oh
4: okay. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, six is a six-day time travel. They go all over. They go uh, travel back through time. They travel to the future. I got it. okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, like I,
2: I, I well, I guess I'll save my my thoughts thoughts for the end. But yeah, I okay. I'm into it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, well let, let me say before before the bar gets hit with uh everything torrential, Finn does call his ex-wife, played by Tara Reid, um, who is April Wexler and he he's trying to like you know make sure they're okay his daughter Claudia is over there at their old house where uh, Tara's or April's new boyfriend lives there Boz gives him shit uh, later in the film about that I'm glad you let your uh, your wife's boyfriend live there and he's like
4: ha, ha, ha.
1: Yeah. and I'm like oh, I, ha, I
4: also, love, oh, I also yeah. love the running joke that Nova's always like you have a wife you have a right. daughter <laughs> you yeah. have a son
1: yeah. She she don't know shit. She's always <laughs> – Nova's trying to get with Finn, but he's like, bitch, I love my wife. Get out of here. But when when everything comes down and, and, and Finn's bar gets fucking destroyed by, by this storm and the shark th- – there's two awesome parts right here. I'm going to say this is a sci-fi film, and most people who watch horror movies and grew up with the sci-fi channel know what that means. But if you don't, it means that the sci-fi channel – Mostly, when they put out original films, it was very uh, b movie very low budget, very silly and 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 you know some things were cool, but it was mostly schlock, which is fine it's 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 cool La Valantula, which is a spin off of this series um Steve Gutenberg didn't want to take up the part of Finn oh original. yeah this <laughs> is hilarious. hilarious he was originally he was originally given like hey man you want to do finn shepherd and he's like no no i don't after reading the script and neither did uh um ian's Z- Z- what's his name
3: ian zirian Ian zirian didn't want to do it but then he realized he had more kids in the way and he needed money so
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna do it, it. yeah but
1: then then yeah. Guten, gutenberg after the fact was like oh shit this is a cult film yeah i'll do anything and he did lava Lantula. All that being said, uh, whenever everything comes comes to, like, crashing down, I think the Ferris wheel scene, where the Ferris wheel breaks off and starts going through the streets and it's chasing everybody. Oh,
2: it's in them streets, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Total, total, total fucking Spielberg thing, yeah. That go, shit go, looked good. 1941. Yeah. 1941. Yeah. That looked really good. This, that... this movie is peppered with fucking Spielberg references. It's peppered with them. They're everywhere. But that, but that scene looked way better than it should have.
2: Yeah, it looked better. And now I was gonna say some of the stuff in the movie looks better than it deserves to. Yeah, some, like, especially the 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 bit of practical makeup and stuff that they use. I'm like, okay, movie, okay, hell yeah, look at you. You know, yeah,
4: this one here they tried, and I think that's I, I think with this one that's why it kind of got trending the way it did is that it tried when it shouldn't have. And I think that was kind of, it makes it better than what it is. Because, yeah, the, the practical yeah. effects in this are fantastic. The, yeah. the, the severed limbs, the, you know, the spurting blood, a lot of that stuff. There's no reason for that to be as good as it is. If you look at the sequels, all of that stuff is CGI. All of the, the wounds, <laughs> all the um, yep. all the all like the injuries that are inflicted, all of that is CGI in the sequels onward. But in the original, at least they went practical for a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it makes it better than what it should be.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, and, I totally agree. Totally and, agree. Yep. In
1: this part of the film, you also get a Jaws reference because Boz shoves like an oxygen uh, tank yep. into a shark's mouth. Yep. And he tells Finn like, shoot it, shoot it.
3: And that's the ending of Jaws right there. That's that's right. basically how Jaws ends. Oh, there's at least at least two more if not. Maybe three more Jaws references in this movie.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Can four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay, well, If you see puts you in your place. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, i
3: Don't I'm, even with it. I'm trying to be nice, nice to you and your trivia, Travis. So I will just... From here on out, I will just fucking rock your ass and we can just call it good. How's that sound? You can rock my ass all night, baby. Yeah. Um, While heading to April's home...
1: There's the, the group fucking stops on the fucking freeway, which again, yeah, people driving by. There's people parked. They're yelling at each other, and there's there's this one guy from I guess he's from New York, and he's like, every time it rains, they think it's the end of the world
2: or something. Like, he's John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. He's in Greece. I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: God, damn. And then Finn's like, I gotta help these assholes. Right. <laughs> So they stop, and Tara Reese's like, "No, don't." No, 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 she ain't there yet.
2: Oh, no, that's later. that's later. <laughs> that's later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the school bus. But he, but he Good keeps, Lord. But
1: he keeps doing this where he stops and he's like, "I just gotta help all these people." Oh, <laughs> and 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 George gets fucking killed because of this man. You lose the best goddamn fucking actor in the goddamn movie.
2: All because of fucking New York guy. New York guy that's like, I'm not getting in my car. The the water's fine, eh? Yeah. yeah. I gotta get I gotta back out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yell yeah, hey, hey, I gotta
1: back out. Can't you move? I'm like, y'all have plenty of room. Do y'all not know how to right. drive? <laughs> I'm looking at the scene. I'm looking how many wide shots are there in this film, by the way, where you see the whole goddamn scene, the whole set. How many of those shots are there in this movie? Because I got aggravated with the amount of—I'm <laughs> serious. I got—I I got aggravated with the amount of oh, no. wide-angle shots of the whole scene, and I'm looking at everyone moving around, and I'm like, I don't need to see this much. Why are you not doing this more like first camera, like first-person camera? Like, why are you not doing this more where it's—it's—it's it's, it's just not this fucking egregious of. I'm I'm looking at the whole set and I can see everything that's flawed and fucked up. Why are you doing this? Why are you <laughs> doing this
2: constantly? Because it's it's the best, bro. <laughs> no, it's I think the,
3: you're I no, think you're right, but I this whole movie, like I had like a theme song playing in my head, and it was the Chili Peppers' Higher Ground. The whole movie, it's like let's go up, let's go up, and it's like right? it's, keep up in high ground. I mean, it just like like Higher Ground was like the whole theme in this movie, and it was like. And it didn't even matter where they went because it's like when they went through all that shit and then they got to the ex's house, and then it's like there's water poured in through the front window and then they, it floods the whole house. The shark comes in, the shark eats the boyfriend, whatever else. And then they go to run away and they go back out the front door and there's no water there. Like, um, wasn't this just like completely flooded a minute ago because like the whole house flooded? Man, nah,
2: I gotta say, just skip that. I gotta say, the boyfriend, <laughs> the boyfriend guy just has the most wonderfully punchable face i've <laughs> ever seen bro i mean this yes, guy he does. is yes, just he, the, does. he just looks like he looks like he would just be a real douchebag in life in real mm-hmm. life so i guess good has on a, him he did it has that
3: has <laughs> that, that that honey hair botox lips douchebag look that oh, we all love to punch wow
2: yeah yep. all right yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah after they arrive at april's house <laughs> the 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 like they get they get through all their shenanigans. George is fucking dead. They get to fucking April's house, and she's like, "What are you doing here, fan? Get the fuck out of here!" And I'm oh, like, "Yeah, okay." Any human being, like I know, okay, yeah, this movie is being goofball, banana rama right now. Whatever the fuck term, um, <laughs> I'm never good with those. But it's like this guy came to your house. He's got a car full of people. Why are you telling him to leave? Like. That's his, that's your daughter's in there. Like his daughter, y'all's daughter is in there. Like, I don't know. This part made me mad. I fucking hate terror read right now. Right no, now. Okay.
4: Well, right, okay. Right even now. more to the point, Boss still has the wound from the attack earlier in the day. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, you know, he's still hobbling around. He's still got the wound on his leg. So yeah, her, it's like her, you know, her inability to recognize what's going on. That's kind of like the one weird thing that it just, it sets up the the boyfriend being eaten just because, you know, he's got to be the douchebag that throws him <laughs> out. Yeah. Right. Ben's got to be proven right. But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing just kind of comes off weird in that, you know, she's got to be so, like, incredulous at what's going on. But yet it's so obviously that something's not right. Just, you know, the fact that he shows up, like you said, with everybody in the condition that they're in. Because, I mean, Nova's even got the shot then. Right. like nobody's even brought that up yet she turns I mean, around
1: and shoots the fucking shark out the goddamn air right in front of all of them and they're exactly, like oh finally like, they're you know, like oh shoot but even after that yeah, they're not like, that like "Oh, finally
4: shit. that that finally gets it but i mean there's like a whole three-minute conversation about you know him not being there because you know she doesn't want to keep him in the loop but i mean we do that instead of trying to argue about getting out of the house mm.
3: <laughs> Well but wasn't wasn't everybody pretty much rooting for the sharks to eat the boyfriend and then by well that's that yeah that's what I was guilt saying by association I was kind of hoping they'd eat the wife too That's like just same. I agree I agree you know, same,
0: same.
3: cuz she was next to useless for the next the rest of I mean she like in the rest of the movie she like kicked one cart over that had like the chainsaw on it but for the rest of the movie she was basically useless
4: she was, I was just. I think unfair. the daughter was oh. the useless one. I, I actually think it's the daughter that does nothing. Ah. She just stands around like slack charges just looking at everybody, because she well, does that when they when they stand up at the bus. I mean, we'll get to that later, but she just stands there and let Boz and April pull the pull everybody up. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, and then she stands around and lets the brother, you know, later on do the heli- the helicopter thing. So I think the daughter should have been the one to go, not April.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I actually agree with that, but I also want to uh, I want to agree with Grindhouse right now. When you're get when you get introduced to the boyfriend of of uh April, Colin, this Colin, guy,
2: yeah, even his name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Look, look. Oh! I apologize to any Collins out there. But if oh. your name is Colin and you look like this guy too, then. You better hope I don't catch you on them screens, because I might punch you. Okay, <laughs> right in the Colin face, right in the Colin.
1: <laughs> this guy, this guy is—he shows up right away off the staircase. Finn's trying to talk to his daughter Claudia, and then this guy shows up and he's like, "You're not. What's all this
2: ruckus about?
1: You're not. You're supposed to be here. Whatever the uh. fuck he says." And then he dies while begging. He's like, "Finley, Finley, right, help right. me." i'm like yeah fuck you bitch i want i want to see your blood in the water and then i do and i'm like yeah fuck you you were meant to die you were meant to die in this movie but i agree with, with with don with Don and the, the the tara reed as much as i didn't like her at first the daughter is an absolute trash person in this movie she just says what about me while everything is falling apart around everybody,
2: that is, that is that is a good point. Yeah, that's
1: all she does. Later in the movie, when they're when they're all gearing up, she's just like, "You should have tried harder." And he's like, "Well, I came for you first, Matt." Okay, you you learn about Matt later. Matt Matt's not even a part of the 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 story right now. Like Matt is not even a known character. At this
3: right. they well, no. This is but this is part of Nova's story. She's like, "You have a wife," and then she's like, "You have a kid." Yeah, and then they get talking, and she's like, "There's another kid. (laughs) Is there anything else you haven't fucking told me?"
1: The first, the first floor of this house gets flooded and shark infested immediately. Colin gets killed, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we got to get out of here!" And the whole house just collapses. It's 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 done for. Like, there's nothing nothing they can do about this. I love all the footage
2: but, of like the flooded streets and houses and cars and shit and I'm like, Man, that's New Orleans like like time. every other week. <laughs> that's just New Orleans like every other week, man. Even even yeah, Lafayette. If even Lafayette. Yeah, but when they bro.
3: but when they go back outside to get back to their cars that were currently parked in the front yard that was flooded, there's no yeah. water. Uh, it, it don't work like that the, over here. Yeah, not. it just it just magically vanished.
1: Like that water fucking stays yeah. for weeks. <laughs> yeah, they come across a school bus. This is this is this is an awesome scene. I, I I'll, I'll say. Yeah,
2: I d- I did enjoy this scene a lot.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, the shortcut. Yeah, the shortcut.
1: Yeah, they go through the shortcut. They find and then fan again is like, it's that's when April's like. Don't don't you do it, Finn? Don't you stop Bam. and help random ass people? And I'm gonna be honest right now. I'm gonna be honest with everybody right here, right now. Don, Grindhouse, Rickles, I would not stop for that fucking bus. If if if, I, if I've got my family in a car with me and we've been through what we've been through, I am not stopping for that. Look, I I, I love Finn for being the, the the diehard action hero that wants to save the day and save. Every, uh, cool. But you know what? Realistically, no. I'm not stopping for that bus. And I hate that, you know why? Because in the film when they initially look at it, it's just a still bus with no one looking through the windows, no one peering out, no one begging for help. But when you go inside the
2: bus, it's full of fucking kids. That's what that's what threw me off too. I was like, Well, they don't even know if there's people in there. So I'm like, just look, look. Just look in the window and if
4: there's people in there. Yeah. At the very least, honk the horn. Man. Yeah, well, but, man, yeah, but
2: really, so they
3: go through all that, though. They go Don through all Don and Nelly with the goddamn
1: logic over here. And honk, and the horn. Horn. Well, yeah,
3: logic, honk
4: the horn. Well,
3: logic is, logic is hard to deny. But they go through that whole thing, and then in the end, they, pull, they spend what feels like in the movie about a week <laughs> pulling these kids up there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and agree. Then, I agree. I agree with then, that. So they, they take all the kids from the school bus, and then they magically pack them in an ambulance that says... This guy'll take you home. You'll be fine. And it's like, what? <laughs>
2: is that what, what is? ambulances do? Hey, bro, look, look. The Beverly Hills Emergency Response Team are second to none. to none. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. I'm well, just even, saying.
3: Well, but even when they got down there, it's like he he like rappels down there, and he's like he opens up the door, and he's talking to the guy, and he's like, he's like I called nine one one, and he's like, do you want to wait for nine one one? And the guy's like, hell no.
0: Oh, no. And, and then you just start. And <laughs> then they just start going.
3: From there, it's like the water keeps rising, and the, so they just keep going and going. But it's just, it's so
1: you get the awesome shark sharks jumping up and biting the fucking uh, the, the those those repelling lines, though, yeah, like the ropes, yeah, yeah, and and it's the like last how one, up. Cuts yep. it, yeah, yep. yeah, it's so awesome. No, and no, you, it's a that was a good tension scene because I didn't. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna die or fall in, but I was like, "Oh shit, the rope's breaking! Like, what's gonna happen?" I thought something
2: was gonna happen, right? And something did happen. Well, the only
4: thing the... is that they keep cutting back to the the shot of the frayed rope that it's like it's right. the one that's like going through the hole. Like, yeah. you know, they always do that cliche thing where like the rope's about to fray, right? Yeah. That that was the. Yeah. It they milked they did, that, that one
2: for
3: a while. They did. Right. They milked, they milked, it, milked it, it. They
1: milked it for nothing. Just like the opening and, scene, yeah, I was dude. like, "God damn, nothing happened with that."
3: Well, and the bus driver was like, "I moved out here, and people told me that Hollywood would kill me."
0: Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. God. Oh God. <laughs> you, you, no. you, you get the storm ripping the Hollywood, the fight, the famous Hollywood Hills sign apart, and flying, and all the characters are doing the the best slash worst yes. dodging of. CGI crazy again, oh, like this the shot is from over the top above them and you can see the whole surrounding fakeness and they're they're just <laughs> yeah. dodging they're dodging everything. <laughs> it brought me back to
2: Conan, man. Oh,
0: that, were fighting uh, well, were yeah,
2: fighting
3: I can see appearance. that but yeah, because yeah. We, because Aww. you know what you do in a tornado? You go outside and you just dodge shit. That's what you do. You just go Right. <laughs> That's what you do. You just yeah. Especially when it's the fucking Hollywood sign. You just you can dodge that that's fine Fine. finally
1: the the guy that wrote most of the soundtrack uh that's that that that's that guy he was the bus driver um he he he, yeah he says that line like my mom said hollywood was gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) and then he gets fucking crushed by one of the pieces of the hollywood sign after that nova takes over the driving skills she's like fuck this i'm driving and a shark lands on top of the car. You get another set piece right here because you get you get a cool shot, I'm not going to lie. Like when that when that shark bites into the roof of the car and rips it off. Yeah. It's pretty badass. I like that. I like that part right there. They handle that. Finn gets hurt a little bit, but it's not it doesn't matter. Um and they they abandon the car.
0: <laughs> they
2: it just it just it scratches blows. his plot armor a little bit. <laughs> and then the car blows up. Just like they <laughs> <fuck? laughs> still another
1: car and they meet up with um oh. they they finally get to matt they go they go to this place in van nuys i guess it's I to, a it, well
4: yes i have to remember that they did the most thrilling car chase where they try to outrun the cops with, with the nitrous oh car. Yeah,
1: oh dude. my god bruh <laughs> that was the that was the, like okay close-ups on the wheels close-ups on the fucking bumper close-ups on the nitrous yeah, button yeah then far away shots of horrible cgi <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay so i'm i'm watching this and i'm equally entertained and frustrated at the same time oh, I've no, never, bro. yeah i really was oh, i really was i man. was like oh man and i've seen this movie twice now i'm i'm being honest i saw yeah. it twice and i was equally both times like this sucks but it's funny but it also sucks I ultimately, really
2: regret not eating an edible before watching it. Ultimately, oh. it's ultimately for me.
1: I think that could have been done way better. I've seen better with less. So that scene for me just kind of sucked. Yeah, but um, that's
2: what I like about it.
1: <laughs> I know, I, I know, and I tend, to, I tend to fall in line with that. But right. Not, not right here, not right here. Okay, it, it, it's, the heart uh,
2: wants what it wants, bro.
1: Yeah, this was not doing it for me. Not this, but I, I, I but I do agree. Shots of just the wheels of the Hummer and the bumper and all that is like God damn y'all y'all can't shoot shit, huh? Y'all just doing that? Like like Don and Ellie said earlier y'all gave this fucker a camera. Okay, let's go for (laughs) it. They go to an aeronautic school where uh, apparently Finn didn't know his son Matt was was going to the school. I don't know why it was a secret but okay. So Matt's there and they find all these kids in like a under the stairs kind of semi-shelter you you also learn that there's three water spouts that have touched down on land and they're just fucking shit up and there's sharks in the tornadoes so this is where the movie finally gets its 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 name from is sharknado it's sharks
3: in a tornado i mean hell yeah well that was the big spot though that was the big spot where they they tied this whole movie into twister they had all the all the galvanized metal that was rocking back and forth, and it's like, what's going on? And there's people hiding. That was a That was this kind of like twister moment. Well, that thought, that
1: dude, that that scene where Finn holds the door back, I'm like, he's god level Goku, ultra instinct yeah, now. Like, there's no way, he's holding this fucking flimsy ass door that's bending while the storm, the tornado is passing over, bending in his hands, and he still saves everybody. I'm like, he is the shark shepherd. There he is, Finn Shepherd, right there. <laughs> um, the group goes and they break into this uh what it? it's a place next door and everyone who goes in there gets a boner for real. They all walk in there and they're like, "Oh yeah, chainsaws. Oh yeah, can you oh, make this yeah. one? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, let's make bombs. Oh yeah."
2: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and somebody picks up pick, somebody and... picks up
3: an electric hedge trimmer
2: right y- right yeah
3: that that you're gonna, finn you're gonna, you're gonna plug that shit in i mean finn,
2: finn
1: finn tells Avery, he's like you're gonna make this work she's like yeah i can make this work i'm like no you can't
2: no you cannot <laughs> no you have to you no, the grid is fucked you cannot make that work
3: <laughs> that's I me mean, come on fucking mile long extension cord and maybe <laughs> and yeah. you
1: got you got Bo- you got boz who earlier in the film they made a joke uh finn made a joke that he was from uh australia he's like Tasmania, tasmania man. yeah But but he does the he does the crocodile Dundee thing here where he's like, That's not a bomb.
2: This is a bomb. bomb. (laughs) I love that they just the first idea they landed on was maybe we can just blow up the tornadoes.
1: Bruh. Oh my God. Well they did their explanation
2: of it was even better. The the warm air and the cold air and it will neutralize it. Yeah, you'll just blow the warm air and the cold air away from <laughs> each other essentially and, then, and then no more tornado. <laughs> but
3: that yeah. hangs on to the Twister moment though. That hangs on to Twister, because I mean yeah. if you if you think about Twister and they talked about the convection of warm air and cold air. I mean it's yeah, this this movie stole from so so many other I mean, it's like Jaws meets Twister, meets the last action hero, meets Beverly Hills cop, meets every other movie that ever used the hollywood sign for anything yeah i mean
1: that's why they crushed one of their fucking characters with it i think maybe mm-hmm. like don when when you're watching this movie for the first time you get to this part where they're talking about let's drop bomb. by now you're already sold on this film you have to be oh, right yeah. Like, yeah, yeah
4: you gotta be <laughs> you, have you to gotta be, be. yeah I, I i'm all in yeah
2: right you accept so, it well so, well, of so at this point blow them up
1: like, we, uh, like, I, I, am I'm, I'm fucking around and picking about, like, my, like, throwing my head back and be like, oh, come on, but at this point in the film, when I'm first watching it, yeah, I'm sold. I'm like, yeah, let's drop a bomb, yeah, let's yeah, do
2: blow them fucking tornadoes up, bro. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> let's do it.
1: Well, got, yeah, but
3: yeah, but then Nova, Nova tells her story about fishing with her grandpa. Yeah, and it's literally the same story that Quint told in Jaws, just yeah. tweaked a little bit you know
0: yeah <laughs> and it's like
3: six men went in only i survived. it was like it was like totally the whole same entire fucking story the, but then they the band that provided most of the songs for this this uh soundtrack was a band called quint quint yeah and that was oh, a that nice. was a yeah that was a nod to the character from jaws yep. yeah
4: wait until you get to the third one and that band provides the shark needle
2: theme song oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. dude i i was You're- on i was on letterboxd and i saw neil deGrasse tyson is in part six. What? Yeah. And that made me happy as fuck. I was like, okay, that's wow. what sold me. I was like, okay, I guess I gotta watch the one Oh, franchise after though,
3: after the first one, the cameos. I mean, I mean, there wasn't anybody that didn't want to make a cameo in this movie. There's fucking yeah. everybody. Everybody.
2: Gary Busey. I was just looking at yep. the <laughs>
3: cast and
4: I was like, okay. Corey,
3: Corey Taylor from Slipknot's in one of them. Whoa! Uh, he has a yes. cameo. Oh yeah. I was like, it's yes, just it's I got ridiculous. It. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I
4: think uh from. I think two, three, four, and five—they all have like uh, some wrestler from like the WWE involved. Oh man, who? Who? Yeah, Jericho's in one of them. Oh,
2: fucking Jericho! Nice.
3: Yep. Hell yeah! But that tells you—that tells you about about the power, the power of this movie, though. Right. For for a made-for-TV, a sci-fi, basically a sci-fi original or whatever you want to call it. I mean, this thing had some fucking star power. The power was going on.
2: this is how far a meme can take you, bro. Like, I have yeah. the
1: power!
3: Okay, whatever, She-Man. You're over um, there? Yeah,
1: Matt and Nova yeah. fly in the helicopter because Matt's the only one who can actually fly.
3: Apparently. Oh, you missed a spot, though. You missed a spot. This magic Hummer that they have. Ooh. Have you guys noticed any of the details of the magic Hummer that they have? So they spend a lot of time looking at the front bumper where it has all these spikes and whatever else. If you look at the side of the Hummer, there's a fucking minigun strung to the side of this thing. I mean, no. yeah. And nobody uses it. It's like just there for decoration or some damn thing. It's just, it's right there. And it's like, well, yeah, I definitely that's missed a mini spot. I
1: didn't notice that. I didn't yeah. notice that I didn't at even all. Catch that.
3: Yeah. No, no, there's a, there's literally a minigun there and nobody ever uses it for anything. Oh, <clears> damn. Yeah. I was Ooh. fucking disappointed. Like,
4: disappointed i'm crushed just hearing about it <laughs> disappointed <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. well, <laughs> watch it one more time you'll see it it's on the side of the hummer it's on the driver's side of the hummer there's a minigun like bungee corded <laughs> to the side and it's like i don't know where the hell they found that but it was like that seems like something you could have used in this whole thing i mean it's, right. it's, yeah like a couple of rounds per and, and, and it makes yeah.
2: sense because it was like a movie stunt car or some shit, right? So it was Basically, being used yeah. in a film. Yeah. Dang, I never noticed. I was exactly. too caught up in those riveting shots of the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that
0: shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After that, um, Matt, Matt and Nova decided that they're going to fucking take the, the helicopter up and drop bombs into the fucking tornado. The
3: sharknadoes. One of the most beautiful parts of this movie, the most beautiful parts, okay, is that A, we have these Sharknados, okay.
1: <laughs> Three of so, them. Oh.
3: But it also appears as though the sharks can swim through the air in the sharknado. Right. But they're also
2: like... being flung around, too. So it's like, well, exactly. Yeah, but then, they can, when hornet. they decide
3: to, they can change course and they can swim through the air, right, where they can't breathe, right, to whatever target they choose. It's like it's the best. I, like I just, that's like I want to bang my head, but then also be like, "This is the best movie ever." So I, <laughs> I, I just like, oh my god! I just <laughs> let's just take all logic and flush it down the crapper and just yeah, but just call it a movie. And that's why it's brilliant. That's honestly why it's brilliant. Well they they, it's... They,
0: they they
1: managed to destroy two of the tornadoes with their bomb attacks and then the third one doesn't fucking work
2: out. And I like. Um... I, I just want to say I love the fact that they show her go through each step every yeah. fucking time.
3: Push Let's the button ahead. for three seconds. Do this, <laughs> turn the valve.
0: Yeah. Spark it. Scroll.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Again, but though again though, this, this stuff here, everything they're doing, that's all twister. That's all twister. When they're setting up to try to get the... their Whatever the fuck it is, the... What the hell the is it called? Weather- the Dorothy's. The Dorothy's. Dorothy, I'm Dorothy, yeah. trying to get the Dorothy's up. That's the same shit.
1: Kyle's just, like, coming in his pants if he's listening
3: to this.
2: <laughs> right, right. I when hope he's so. hear this episode. He's going to be yep. like,
3: whoa!
2: <laughs> Twister love.
3: Just wait At- till the end, Kyle. Just wait till the end, because it's going to get better.
1: When 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 they're fighting off the sharks, there's a shark that jumps up and bites the fucking helicopter. And Nova's like, why don't you just die? And she's yeah, stabbing bro. the shit out of it. And it fucking takes her down. And another shark, like like Brent said, like swims into the scene and eats her mid-fucking-fall. <laughs> and
0: yep. It's like, she, god damn.
3: Yeah, she falls out of the helicopter and does like a swan dive and just, and she's just gone. Matt, bro, is, he, Matt, yeah, is,
0: I,
1: Matt is upset. He lands the copter. And and the storm, along it's just coming in. And it's like, <laughs> dude, every, Boz, Boz has this whole side story. This pissed me off. This again, another thing that pissed me off about this movie, for real. That it's not even part of the schlocky fun. Boz tells Finn, "I'm gonna arm this Hummer with these bombs, and I'm gonna drive right into it if all, all else fails." Well, while they're trying to arm the Hummer. Boz gets killed unceremoniously, like, just fucking gone, dude. And Boz has been with us since the beginning. And I'm like, you know what, movie? Fuck you. Like, I didn't, you you don't need to do that to Boz. Because I liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, actually, he was always making jokes about the sh- the sharks wanting to eat him. And he was fun. He was a fun character. And I'm like, fuck you, movie. All right, He he dies for no fucking reason.
4: This was the the one thing that I I really hated about it when I first saw it was I mean yeah it, he's like the like the second the best the second best character in here and I, I, he doesn't even get to survive to see the plan work I mean yeah. I would have preferred that if you know he, the plan works and he gets killed in the aftermath I think that would have been a far more fitting way to see him go was that you know the thing works and you know he stops the tornado but then one of the flying sharks falls out of the sky and needs eats- to like die with some dignity man.
3: Well, there are so many moments in this movie, too, where you have somebody, it's mostly Finn, I guess, but who is, like, shooting at the sharks, and so you have a shark, so let's call it, I don't know, 1,000 pounds, something like that, and he shoots his shotgun or his little thirty-eight or whatever, and it somehow magically changes the shark's trajectory as it's coming down, right. and it's like, eh, physics, <laughs> like, no. I mean it, it, but but I think that's part like part of what makes this movie great is it's like you know we're going to take everything that we know about natural human law and just go fuck it
1: <laughs> and just <laughs> we're just going to
3: rock forward which is kind of what is makes these things just awesome
1: when it, when it comes to the like ultimately like uh Finn gets his family to this old person's rest home which again Another part of the film that I'm like, what the fuck? They're all, they're all still out there in the pool while everything yeah, else is falling yeah. down around
3: them. Oh, what the old the fuck Well, the old folks' home that's right next to the airport, and somebody says, "Why would they put that here?" And it's like, "Because old people can't hear." So well, yeah, yeah. But, but then but then they, they they they're there, and the old man in the pool
1: pulls that bitch in. Like <laughs> he does. Here, bitch.
3: he's like I'm in, a, in a,
1: you first, yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he totally he's does trying that. To Kill her, he's trying to. <laughs> dude, this gets overlooked in the movie. I think he oh, yeah. tried well, that. That old man was a murderer. He was a he was a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. He was a fucking John Wayne. G- well, she
3: didn't get smoke, though. She got no, pulled it out. Doesn't matter.
1: He tried to kill her. He pulled her in, and he was leading her towards the sharks. And then finally, Finn came in and. Lit the whole thing up with gasoline, which was again another awesomely stupid scene. Yes. Yeah, the best, the best, the best CGI ever, with the, with, the, <laughs> with the best CGI fire of all time. Yes, it yeah, um, was like
3: a giant explosion. <laughs> I mean, like, like it was a mushroom cloud in the pool. And I'm like, when, that's not what
1: would happen. But okay, it, it, yeah, it just blew up because <laughs> cartoon logic. Um, yeah, when, exactly. When 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 fan when fan sees the sun go down and land like competently he ra- he races out there he changes the whole plan Boz's plan is now in effect we get the Hummer scene where he's racing towards the last Sharknado and you, I thought he's gonna die but he, he gives the captain salute and then he did dive bombs out the car and I'm like Boz was an idiot bro Boz was a fucking dumbass why wouldn't you do that too He Boz thought he was gonna go out with a bang and I'm like you don't have to cause Finn didn't He dive-bombed out the fucking Hummer. Perfectly fine, by the way. No scratches. No scratches. No, it's fine. Cartoon (laughs) logic. The Hummer blows up the final Sharknado, and then Finn's running back miles away.
4: Miles (laughs) away.
1: He's running back. He's like, get out the way! Get out of there! Get out of where? Of what? Uh, yeah, his daughter almost gets killed by a shark, but he fucking jumps in
3: he chainsaws. Oh, he he dives and he rip cords a chainsaw <laughs> yeah. as he's diving. This goes, bloop.
0: and this is the first like time he did it.
3: Yeah. Earlier
1: in the film, we skipped over this. We skipped over this. He cut a shark in half with
0: yeah, a
1: dude. with a baby saw with a chainsaw. He, you can't do that. You can't do that with that momentum and speed and and the pressure and everything. You can't do that. Good, good job, movie. Good job, movie. And again, <laughs> again, towards the end, <laughs> and I love this kind of shit. By the way, I do love oh, it. Oh yeah, I do love it. Uh, towards the end, he he jumps in the shark's mouth, and then he pulls miraculously after he chainsaws his way out of the shark's fucking guts. Nova, <laughs> yeah. who comes out to be Jenny Lynn or some shit, whatever, and the movie ends <laughs> with all of our heroes standing. Uh, in the middle of the city I guess with the sun setting in the fucking background fade to black and they pull the old Italiano Giallo Donanelli fucking ending and they say Finn On this movie, but this is the film you you brought to us, sir. Um, I'm, I I I want to give my final thoughts first and save you for last because you you brought us this movie. Sharknado is a film that, in part, for me, it's schlocky while also coming across as very purposeful and competent. Like I feel like there's a lot here that they meant to do. Almost everything. The laughs I had watching this movie felt like something of an afterthought while. All the set pieces feel thought out, kind of like everything feels really programmed. To say the blood and gore is not up to snuff, even for a cheesy movie, is somewhat of an understatement, especially given the times. But compared to other films, it's an understatement. It's fucking horrible. Uh, other sequences, particularly the the, the Ferris wheel. They look that that looks pretty fucking good. Like, that's really cool when it crashes into that building. I was like, God damn, movie. All right, what the fuck? And the shot where they're all running from it and it's behind them, like, I was like, Yeah, performance wise, everyone was pretty serviceable. The whole main cast, if not charming to a degree at times, but everyone outside of the main cast, bland, uh, forgettable. I don't know who they are. I can't recall the score. Again, like I said, it was like pretty action generic, and then you had some soundtrack shit that was kind of butt rock uh <laughs> late nineties early two early aughts like quasi alt rock flair, but like with a tinge of like we're going to the beach or we're whatever I don't know it just didn't feel didn't feel cohesive to the story or or good, good to hear. By the end of this film, I was somewhat satisfied by what I saw, but I was also happy with that it was over. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. I love love that. (laughs) uh, I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10 because this is not schlocky. This is not schlocky to the level of like it's an accidental masterpiece. It's not. It was thought out they thought this out they they knew what they were making they knew they were trying to cast people to make this movie what it was they knew uh, so it's 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 a half-hearted attempt for me a 7 out of 10 it's got a little love for me because i do love some of the fun parts would i watch this again no not unless i have to watch the whole series um you have which to
3: I, now you have to that's well, our next which, episode
1: which, no, it's not. No, it ain't the next episode. But it's, it's rest
3: of the Sharknadoes. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would like to watch the rest of the series to see where it falls because I know Don likes Sharknado two more than one. But he he saddled us with this one, so that's on him. But um, <laughs> he likes. Well, no, we
3: we saddled us with this one. We did. No, no, he did. We, no. No, he gave us a list, and we settled ourselves with this. That's what we did. Oh yeah, yeah, you and Ricky did <clears> that. <throat> I would have went without. Um,
1: I would honestly, my pick was actually going to be the Boxers' Omen because I'd never heard of it. But um, and we learned that that should have been the pick anyway. Um, mistakes uh, yes. have been made. Yeah, good Mistakes. good job good job. Poor good man. job, co-host.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just I'm pick up of... the pieces and stop complaining. All
0: right, Travis? But I, I give this a seven out of ten. Job.
2: It's got a little love because of the schlocky ishness. For me, this is completely an eleven out of ten.
0: Oh. <laughs> schlocky second. <laughs> all right. Really? This
2: is a this is a slocky second. I, I didn't wow. watch it twice, but I started it again when I got home from work. Cause I just wanted to see all that opening and shit again. Yeah, man, this is something I'm going to be revisiting. I love it. And I haven't seen the franchise, but I already love that too. So kind <laughs> <laughs> of just said everything I
3: need to say about it. This, this is, this is amazing. Well, okay. So when it comes to sci-fi movies, it's like we're talking about the sci-fi channel. Like, so I'm, I'm a zombie fanatic, right? So I look at, um, <clears throat> the things they've done before. And there's a couple of uh, Return of the Living Dead movies in there that were like, ooh, like like giant turds. Um, this is actually a pretty good. It's a pretty good installment. It really is. I mean, and you know, I understand that a movie shot over 18 days. I mean, uh, like, I think to myself, could I have done better in 18 days? And I don't think I could have. You know, with two million bucks in 18 days, I don't, I don't think I could have. Now, is this movie great? No, it's not great. But when it comes to being a horror fan and just loving everything that is horror, and sometimes it's psychological and sometimes it's like a thriller and sometimes it's just like schlocky as fuck. Um, this movie is schlocky as fuck. I mean, it's got yeah, okay. schlock dripping off its nuts. It has yeah, just, bug. it's just dripping everywhere. And again, a movie that spawned five sequels, you know, right. for a made for TV movie, made for TV now.
1: But I'm also coming in lower than than y'all. Apparently, it seems.
3: No, I don't think so. Because this movie for me is only a four and a half. It's only a four and a half. And but yeah, but your your scale sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it's 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 bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like your explanation of it. No, yeah. it sucks. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Well, okay, I'll just
3: I'll just sign off now, and then I will <laughs> send you. I will send, send you your termination papers. Yeah. And Yep. So Travis
1: is out. No. Well, do, for grindhouse, wanna... for, for grindhouse, a four is like an eight. I mean, it's like God. No, it's eight. not. No, it's not. It is yeah. absolutely not.
3: No, well, I have my compared to everyone else's shit. I have I have my list I have my list, like have my list like right in front of me here you honey haired bitch and there are nines on my list okay it just is not this movie okay no okay
1: all jokes aside Don and Ellie please bring us home sir what do you think about yeah. Sharknado ultimately
4: yeah um I mean I, I what else can be said about this uh, I I mean if you're looking at it from a technical standpoint is it good no the the CGI is terrible the script is a mess there's just inconsistencies <laughs> and plot holes and. I I don't mind that stuff. I mean, if you're you're able to pull together something that makes me entertained by what's going on on screen, I can overlook a lot. And I can overlook a lot of what goes on in here from a technical standpoint, because what's going on is a lot of fun. There's, you know, it's been said, this thing is action-packed from the get-go. There's very, very, very few dull points. The characters are serviceable enough. And, you know, in a movie like this, that's all you need. I mean the main cast, you attach a name to a face and you give them motivation. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, you don't need anything deep in this. It's sharks playing in a tornado eating people. I mean, you don't, how deep do you need to go? I mean, 47 (laughs) meters down deep, but still. (laughs) Not the
1: original title, according to
4: your podcast. Uh, Shark joke, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I have a blast with this. Uh, You know, the, the concept is there. It gives you what you need to you know, provide enough enjoyment and excitement in its action scenes. The, you know, CGI is schlocky, but oh, well, I, you know, I have enough fun with it. We,
1: we enjoyed
4: this movie. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, uh, to me, that, to me, that was uh, enjoyment enough because I I got to share something I love with people that obviously appreciated it. Oh, yeah. For a film, I'm probably going to, I'm going to give this a nine. Um, Whoa. Whoa! Is it great? No, but it's great at what it is.
0: I and,
4: yeah. yeah, it's great at what it is. And, you know, is it a great film? No, but it's a great schlocky shark film. And for what it is, you know, it deserves a nine. It, yeah. It's
2: totally reawakening a longing for schlocky shark movies in, inside me. So I might get <laughs> on Tubi and just, well, just if you start break scratching.
3: This, but if you break this one down, if you break this one down and you, you look at our two, our protagonist and then his love interest. This movie literally is Roy Scheider and Helen Hunt getting it on in the Sharknado. That's really what oh, it is. Oh God, damn. it is. Damn. That's like we look at Cherry Reed, then you go back to Helen Hunt and Twister. Helen Hunt's I mean, way
1: finer than her.
3: Well, I agree, but yeah. but if you if you put the two together and you see it, like if you see the magic, it's like, oh yeah, I think I would watch Roy Scheider bone Helen Hunt. I would watch it, and I probably I'd would watch, like
1: it. I'd watch Helen Hunt bone me. I hope. <laughs> Um, Don hey, and Ellie right, ever, ever?
3: No, you won't ever. Do-
1: Don and Ellie brought a fucking gym to the nightclub. All right, and he's gonna bring another one because we got to cover the Boxers Omen. Like we Fuck have yeah, to we cover do. that fucking movie, <laughs> and we have to cover the fucking Gates of Hell trilogy with Don because he he loves that shit un- unabashedly. So does Ricky, and I love the Beyond. I haven't seen the other two to the extent that I can sit here and say like, yeah. But I want to cover it because I respect Fulci. All and of them, bro. All of them. Yeah, the
4: City of the Dead.
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah. want. I want to cover those oh, movies, yeah. and and I want to. I want to do it in a in a, a good fashion where we give it the proper respect it deserves, like this movie tonight. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> all, all, all all jokes aside. All jokes aside, y'all. Like, Y'all made me almost want to give this an eight out of 10 while we were talking about it, but I, but, but I stayed true to myself. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I did refrain. I was like, yeah, you know what? No, I know what I think about Have this movie. some <laughs> dignity, man. I'm not going to watch this again unless I have to watch the, the series, which I do want to do because oh, time I'm travel. I'm and you should, because it's yeah, because they're I'm all hooked. fucking
3: phenomenal. I'm I mean, hooked. are they movies that are going to, well, but they're not movies that are, that are going to fuck you up. They just aren't. Okay. <laughs> right. But they're funny and they're enjoyable and there's celebrity cameos and there's so much just sloppy shit that it's just ridiculous. You know, these are, this is not a series that is like going to be, I think ever like a serious horror movie. Okay. Okay. it's
4: okay. Well, okay. First of all, to cap on that, if you want to know the full titles of each of the films, it'll give you an idea of what each of the, of what the franchise is. The full seat, the full tagline, the full, um, you know, subtitle for each of the films would be Sharknado. Sharknado 2, the second one. (laughs) Sharknado 3, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Sharknado 4, The Awakening. No, the 4th. The 4th Awakens.
3: The 4th Awakens.
4: Oh, 4th Awakens, yeah. The 4th Awakens, (laughs) yeah. Like the 4th Awakens? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sharknado (laughs) 4, the 4th Awakens. Oh, shit. Sharknado 5 Global Swarming. Nice. <laughs> and the last Sharknado, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and
1: so that being said, like apparently the series acknowledged itself eventually and said, "Yes, we are this thing." This this franchise and we 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 muttered this earlier when you said the same stars come back. This feels like a phantasm type thing, where right. not not to the same degree. I I doubt it's the same degree where Don Coscarelli was still the, you know, where you still have the uh,
4: Anthony and uh, Anthony does Anthony directs all five. All oh, space, all
1: space. okay. Well, you know what? I'm wrong then. Okay, so Ricky, this is a full blown phantasm thing. Like this is a. It's, They're connected. Yeah, Sharknado the same and Phantasm. Universe,
0: oh. The <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> that means Evil Dead is too. Yeah, because is. I want it to be, because the original uh, third Phantasm film, Lord of the Dead, was supposed to be an Evil Dead Phantasm crossover. So, the biggest yeah. tragedy
2: in, in the now, history of mankind yes. is that that didn't happen.
3: Yes, I agree a thousand times. Ultimately, though, you're missing the point to this whole thing. And we're talking about a series of movies that understand how basically subpar they are, but they keep making fun of themselves and they keep enjoying it and they keep having fun. And Kinda these like movies us. are... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nightclub! Yeah. that's <laughs> Nightclub! That's, ex- that's exactly us. You know what? So why not love these for what they are? I mean, they're... Well, I love it for what it is. I gave it. I yeah, gave it, I, I gave mean, it love. It's got seven out of ten. I mean, that's that's love, man. That's love. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want a horror movie that's gonna like fuck you up, it, that's not these.
2: Then watch, watch, watch. I watch. mean, yeah, go watch it.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, these are. I mean, well, let's be honest here. These are barely, barely horror movies. They're barely yeah, horror movies. Fringe. But, but, they have five sequels. They have creatures. They have blood. Yeah. They have babes. Yeah. And barely can find boobs. I mean, it, it is still horror. So it's they're good. fun. They're Blood fun. Blood awesome.
2: babes and butt rock. At the end of the Absolutely. day, we come <laughs> in with a,
1: a four out of 10 from Grindhouse, a seven out of 10 from me, an 11 out of 10 from Rickles. And Don and Nelly, what do you give Sharknado for your final rating? Yeah,
4: nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Fucking
1: nice.
2: 10. This so, is the craziest spread we've ever had on the show. I do believe. I think
1: so, and I think that <laughs> that it's worth it's worth saying this movie is worth watching. I don't care who you are. Um, oh yeah. Check out fucking Sharknado. Thank you. At, Don, least, for...
4: at least check it out just to see where your tolerance level lies, because not a lot of people like the cheesy schlocky side. At least check it out to see like where you fall on that on that line, because I think this is like a perfect barometer test to see like where you fall in terms of, like, the schlocky stuff.
2: Right, like a like a baseline test, almost.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's a gotcha. good mainst-
1: mainstream type of B-movie to see, like, yes, exactly, Look what Don said, like, where you fall on the line of, like, am it, is this B-movie good enough, or do I need to see some D-movies? Like,
3: because there's yeah, some D-movies. The movies. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever, but don't ever think about it like that. You have to go into a horror movie with an open mind, because, like, I watched Sharkula a couple weeks ago,
0: <laughs>
3: and my God, what a giant piece of shit that was! So it's like Sharkula makes Sharknado look like a fucking Oscar winner. So, but I mean, when it comes to horror, and I think we all know this now. There is such a broad spectrum, yeah. And the reality is, it might be that something that is a two for me is a ten for Don because of a specific moment in your life or because of something that you fear or whatever else. So you just have to, you have to keep juggling those balls because you never really know. I mean, <laughs> they're, the, they're like, it's all man. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> juggling yeah. them balls. Good.
3: <laughs> well, well, in your case, ball, but yes, oh, um, but you have no. to, you, you have to keep doing it. Cause that's what horror does. Horror keeps you in that place <laughs> where you sad. have to keep bobbing and weaving and doing whatever else. Cause like for me, for me now, it's just me. At the end of the day, At, <laughs> eat my ass, Rickles. Um, <laughs> I just saw, I just saw the movie Fall.
0: Yeah. Who's
3: seen the movie Fall? No, no, hands. no one, no one, no one. Okay, so that movie was labeled as a thriller. Okay, right, Horror-like. that movie. Oh my god, I, 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 I'm I'm looking forward to it, dude. Trust me, it, like I want to see it because I hate how it's, it is. I hate it. Well, but it is so on. It fucked Grindhouse up list. I think I think I told I think I told you guys yes there was a there was a point where I was in a theater and I just like covered my eyes yeah just waited like is it over yet and that doesn't happen to me that often so you know when it when it comes to what you're gonna love or what you're gonna hate do whatever else I mean I I think I think it's very individualistic and when it comes to Sharknado Sharknado at the end of the day is (laughs) so much fucking fun it's so much fun. I mean, and it's just, again, it's schlocky as hell, but it's so much goddamn fun. Yeah. Why not just like, you know what? Pull the fucking bar down, buckle your seatbelt and just go, let's go and get get on the ride and just fucking enjoy it. Yes. Because that's, that's what it is. That's me. That's a roller coaster. That's
1: me for the rest of the fucking sequels when we come to it.
3: So, you you know what though? The funny part about these movies is the comedy and the cameos just keep getting better and better.
4: The, the sequels go so far over the top that it's 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 crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Well, this episode has been fucking awesome. I want to thank our guest Don Anelli for being like <laughs> patient with us, going fucking ape shit, and but also bring the knowledge every step of the fucking way. Don is the uh, the curator of his his blog, Don's World of Horror and Exploitation. He writes for uh, AsianMoviePulse.com. You can check him out at the Horror Countdown Podcast. I highly recommend that. I've been enjoying so many episodes, learning about so many other films. You can find Don on Twitter and on Facebook. Links will be in the show notes. Don, anything else?
4: Yeah, um, well, I I also do a a secondary podcast um, in addition to uh, Horror Countdown i do a show called uh no more room in hell presents fresh cuts which uh is basically just uh we look at the uh, biggest uh, genre release of the current week uh streaming theatrical vod you know all that kind of stuff uh you can find that one on uh the dark discussions uh podcast network um or you can find it under the uh no more room in hell banner um that that show has a dedicated feed you can find it um the Fresh Cut show doesn't have a dedicated feed, but uh, if you find the uh, No More Room in Hell show, that's uh, on there. Um, it, it's updated weekly, Whereas the No More Room in Hell is a monthly show, so you'll, there'll be more episodes there, and you'll find it easier that way.
1: Man, thank you for being on the show, dude. Like, for real. Yeah,
4: this was, this was a blast. I had a lot of fun. Embrace an insurance salesman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only way it can get better is if you get to punch a shark in the mouth. So go. Oh, gee.
4: <laughs> Later. I'm gonna be
1: fucking rappelling down the side of a goddamn bridge, saving all the kids from the school bus, because I knew they were in there, because I'm Finn fucking Shepard, and I'm the hero of this goddamn story. All you sons of bitches can go drown, alright? <laughs> stay spooky and stay drowning. <laughs> stay spooky and stay drowning.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: but cuz i locked uh, i closed the door this cat knows how to open doors oh <laughs> shit i so i was trying to keep the cat's asshole off the podcast but i have failed it basically. is
0: inevitable <laughs> it kind of
3: is <laughs> yep